And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. As long as they keep on making animated Star Wars, Hope Molinax and Chris Honeywell will be on the case. Welcome to J-Guys and Jedi, a project that began with Clone Wars and now may never end. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of J Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast talking about, well, normally something Star Wars, but we're not doing Star Wars today. In this episode, instead, we've covered the first four movies in commentaries, and now it's time to go on one final old man adventure movie. We are talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny this week. I am Hope. How you doing, Chris? Hello, I am Chris. Merry Christmas. It's the day after Christmas for us. Merry me, miss. Merry me, 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 miss. <laughs> me, miss. I did see a gif of somebody who put Meeper, Beaker, not Meeper, me, Beaker on top of the Love Actually guy with the signs, and all the signs just said Meeper. <laughs> I'm just saying me as in Christmas. Christmas. Well, it's Chris Tomas. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's been so long since we've podcasted. I know. So like for some context, there was what like... Well, the last time we podcasted, it was just sort of the damage control podcast of like, hi, we're still here. Yeah, because we were. it was in the middle <laughs> of the There's like strikes. smoke coming off my jacket, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it was during the strike, so we couldn't really talk about anything. And then uh, before that, it was like, what, May? The last time we podcasted? June? Late May, yep. Yeah, late, May or June, May. and we and were so... about we were we were about we we had just put out our first podcast of June. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. God, Andor is a fucking curse show. We're never gonna get through <laughs> Andor. My God, I almost maybe just, we like... just never want it to end. Oh God, I wanted to end at this point. I just. <laughs> I want to talk about Visions and Bad Badge. Yeah, actually, you want to know what the funny thing was, too? Well, literally, um, like, Andor is a pretty short show anyway. We should, we're we pretty right? close. Right? We should be done with it by now. We should have been done with this. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, we should have whipped right through it that first season. We had to Usually take, a season that long. We had to that take long, breaks because it was heavy material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I do want to say um, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to do at the top of the episode. So, um, hello. Um, so we are, I want you all to know that I'm going to scare everybody with the sentence. J-Guys and Jedi is not ending. Okay? We are not ending. We still plan to one day hope to God finish Andor because it just won't end. And then we still plan to do Bad Batch, Star Wars Vision Season 2, Mandalorian, Ahsoka. We plan to do all of these things. We're just going to be doing it bi-weekly at this time. Because one thing that has changed since the strikes is my job has gotten really crazy. And so this is all me. This is all my, my fault. Chris just fucking quit his job so he has all the goddamn time in the world. <laughs> I quit my job. And my job got really busy. Um, now, I don't think this is going to be... Did you hear be... that? Did you that... hear that? Was that Bernice? Like, Bernice just put her, like, 
her purry nose right up against the microphone and went. It sounded like she just like crashed through like the ceiling tiles, just like. Doo! Yeah. No, she actually she very just gently put, but she did one of those little like you know those when you're petting your cat on the head and they make that little they're purring and they sort of go like. Yeah. That's what she sort of did on the microphone. No, it just sounded like she just crashed through a ceiling tile. She's been hanging out on my lap a lot lately, so she's. She's, she'll be here. She's she's good for about five ten minutes, and then she'll claw me and and take off. But yeah. she's very happy now. Zeb is sleeping on the floor behind me. And the difference between Zeb and Carmilla is he can actually open doors, so he has no no worries about him getting trapped. But oh yeah, so sadly, huh? the last time we talked, I got a a loft bed, and she has not figured out figured out or tried to get up on my loft bed yet she's gotten about halfway up the stairs and hung out on the stairs up to him Mm. but one day she'll figure it out and she can look out the window at the birds oh she'll get it she doesn't realize it's like kitty heaven up you know having a having the high ground (laughs) cats love the high ground i just imagine her just being like i have the high ground anakin but anyway. Well, one of one of my, my my housemates Trudy's friends was uh, over, and well, a couple of them were over, and we were giving them a tour. We went downstairs, and all along the downstairs in our lovely um, um, retro rec room bar, there's like this whole shelf shelf along all the walls that used to have all the guys' beer steins on them, and she goes. That would be a nice little kitty run up there. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> kitty run. She's looking me. She just tipped her head back and looked me straight in the eye. Yeah, kitty run for you. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get back to our housekeeping. Oh, sorry. You're fine. Um, So, yeah, uh, we are going to, for at least the time being in the new year, go bi-weekly. And it's all my fault. (laughs) So, But, um, you know, I just, I can't, I I just don't have the time right now to do weekly. um, At least for, as I'm kind of transitioning my job right now. But that said, uh, we are not going anywhere. We're just going to be a little bit slower. This may or may not be permanent. And you know what? I think after nine years, it, minus the strike, going weekly, I think that's a really fucking good run. Yeah, this is episode 376. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good run. And um, so, yeah, uh, blame me. It's my fault. But you know what? I don't care because I'm in my Jimmy Jams and I have an adult, adult beverage and I have Cheez-Its and we're about to watch the Old Man Adventure movie. Because that's Ooh. what the title of this file is that Chris sent me. <laughs> but yeah. Old um, man adventure movie. So yeah. Just and if, if it changes and things clear up, we can go back to weekly with J guys. But it's just at this time I, I just can't do it. I can't I I just don't have the extra time and our our outlines take me like a few hours to do, and I just don't have those hours at this moment. Um so yeah, yeah. But it's not because of y'all. It's not. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah, but everything Doesn't else will still be normal. Doesn't make you feel any better, though. Yeah, everything else will be still be normal, though. Like all of our feedback. Oh my god, I have to go back like months to find feedback. Oh no, <laughs> I just realized that. 
everybody's just got to join up on the old uh, Discord page, and then you can come on the Discord page, and on off weeks we can we can talk about Star Wars stuff or you something. Know, if you feel actually... they feel neglected. Something. Ooh. I just had an idea. Maybe we could do like. Watch. I've always wanted to do watch parties on I Discord. I was about to say, like, because I actually do that with my friend's Discord. They'll, they'll Sounds like some... fun. It is fun. My friend does that. And, like, we watched I'm Up at Christmas Carol together in the Discord the other day. Um, and yeah, we all just muted someone it. could just play it on their, their computer, right? And then just share right. it on Discord and everybody watches it. Yeah. Right, right. And, um, it, like, it's just really, we had all muted our microphones and watched Up at Christmas Carol, but we would occasionally, like, you know, toss out, like, a funny, like, quote or something. Or if we just want to have it and, like, be, like, a, like, a commentary, um, we, yeah, we, I mean, or I mean, there's those. always a chat too. You know, you can always just sit on the like, on the side in the chat and talking. Well, I, I think I could swing those monthly if we like plan it ahead and with plenty of time. <laughs> um, and there's a million movie. We gotta, we gotta get that list of all those movies that I was like, you haven't seen that and. Oh yeah. What well, I have thought about doing that, like the uh, instead of a Chris ma- hope makes Chris watch cartoons, like here's hopes list of movies she had never seen. See, that would be a perfect opportunity to go watch that new Zack Snyder movie. We were literally just talking beforehand about how about the new Rebel Moon movie and stuff like that, and I was like, the only Zack Snyder movie I've seen is like 300, and then like bits and parts of Watchmen. That's it. So I have like no context for Zack Snyder, and Chris is over here being like, "Let me tell you about the sexual assaults." <laughs> I actually like. I actually started as like a hater of Zack Snyder, and I and don't get me wrong, he's a bad filmmaker, and he, he seems like kind of a douchebag. Uh, he is. He's a bad bad filmmaker, but I gotta say, he's fascinating. He he reminds me of Tommy Wiseau, the guy who made The Room. And this other guy named Neil Breen, who makes zero budget movies and is, you know, basically like there's like there's there's some people who make movies who are totally disconnected with like they don't understand people. They don't understand movies, but they still make movies. And that's fascinating to me. The fascinating that he keeps still making movies. He's got a fan base. He's in this echo chamber where everybody's telling him he's a genius and he, you know, I mean, the portentousness of this movie of, you know, it's got, it almost sounds like a parody, you know, Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire, part one. So it's part one, it's A Child of Fire isn't the first part. You know what I'm saying? It's, this is like, he's got, it sounds, it's just got so many little, you know, part three, you know, Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire, The Reckoning. It just, it just is, it has this pretentious, like, um, opening, you know, you know, um, narration of with Anthony Hopkins going, you know, many years ago, blah, 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 and there was a king that blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and my brain automatically goes, oh, okay, exposition in the front. Pay attention because this is, stu- this is needed 
information. And then when it was done, I was like, okay. And I'm like, wait, I'm not going to need any of that to understand this story. This is a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> it was just there because that's what you do in your important movie is you have, you know, a, a you know, epic beginning it to it. But like it was all words. It was basically word salad. It was it's I want to say it's amazing, but it's not. It's it's interesting in what is getting copied on screen and why it doesn't work in that case. And, you know, the the just stubborn lack of making real characters and real scenes. It's really but why weird. do people like him? His movies I, are visually interesting. Are, I think there's they, a like, lot of people. Him? I think there's a lot of people who are like not. I mean, there's a th there's this thing that we don't have in America. It's called emotional intelligence. You know, of like <laughs> people who can go. And there's various reasons why you don't have it. You know, it could be psychological reasons you, or it could be, you know, the way you were raised. It could be maybe you're 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 far enough on the spectrum that you don't pick up on. Oh, you're being cues, serious. You know, that sort of thing. But like, like really, like you can tell, like when he talks about movies, he's like, you know, and then I was reading superhero comics but they weren't that good and then i saw heavy metal movie comics and it's got and it had boobs in it and blood and and that and like i remember when i i i did the same thing when i was his age i got my hands on my first heavy metal magazine i'm like ooh, this is violent Ooh, there's boobs in it but at the same time i was also introduced to like intensely layered you know layered storytelling unlike what they do in american comics you know i was seeing some european comics and seeing hey. like oh these stories are incredible hey you know? hey hey i take offense to that because the very first time i saw a redemption i read a redemption arc as a child was julie sue in sonic the hedgehog and i was floored that this villain was becoming a hero and then became a love love interest to knuckles and you know what Fuck that kitten guy who fucked over Archie Comics, and now Julie Sue doesn't exist, and now he's writing his own Rebel Moon version of Julie Sue, which sucks. <laughs> anyway, mm. old man adventure movie. Yeah, old man adventure movie time. <laughs> so we are watching <coughs> this cheese that's fighting me. We are watching uh, Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. Um, we have previously, I think it was actually last year's commentaries. We did the first four Indiana Jones movies. And we had always planned to do this one this year, so even though we're a little bit late, we are sliding in one commentary for the year, so huzzah. Um, go us. So, yeah, we are finally wrapping up Indiana Jones, and before we jump into it, I prepared no background notes or anything. Just read Wikipedia. Oh, by the way, everybody's gonna hear this, everybody's gonna hear this, like, fresh in the new year, so happy new year, everybody. Happy new year! Um, coming out fresh for the new year. So I do want to ask you, uh, what do you think of the movie? I liked it a lot. I saw it in the theater, and I probably watched it three times since. Um, so you, do you think everybody's bitching was warranted? No. Never. No. I, no. I mean, I knew the bitching was going to happen, and then when I saw the movie, I'm like, oh man, 
you know, because they were they were damn sure that this was going to be the movie where they go through time. Like there were all these things of like, oh, yeah, they travel through time and with with this new woman who's going to be the new Indiana Jones and they change all the stuff. So it's her that did it and blah, blah, blah. And everybody was getting mad about all this stuff that never that didn't happen in the movie at all. <laughs> it turned out to be an Indiana Jones movie. Now they still found stuff to gripe about, but it was completely like like to the point of where I was like, I don't think you watched the movie, dude, because there were I I, I saw one who was giving not one but many who were one of the critiques of it is Helena, of course, because a lot of them don't like her from another movie that she was in that I never Solo? saw that I can't that I can't remember the name um, of. No, it wasn't Solo. I thought you were about to it say. Was, no no she played a movie that was like like an r-rated and maybe she was like kind of like i i don't know it might have had a a sexual aspect to it or something but she was very crude in that movie i guess her character was a very crude character and so people of course emotional intelligence they cannot differentiate between her character in a movie and the actress who played that character and so they're like, oh, she's a crude, you know, rude woman or whatever. Uh, but anyway, the, the, was, the, it, was it Fleabag or Killing Eve? Fleabag. It was Fleabag. Okay. They didn't like her character in Fleabag. I heard a lot of people b- bitching about that, but who cares? It's not India. The, the, this movie, they were like, oh, you have Helena, who's like this super, she's super car- capable. And, you know, Indiana Jones is old and feeble and she's always blah, blah, blah. It's like that's not what's happening in this movie at all. Like that India, is as we, we will point out it here, Indy is in control. When, whenever they're together, there's an entire know, some, scene with her little sidekick yes, that goes, "Why is he in control?" It, <laughs> spelling it out and like and and her being very insecure about not having control, and and meanwhile at that point, Indiana Jones is completely taken over, and they they rely a hundred percent on him. Because he knows what he's doing, you know, and uh, completely the opposite of what they're saying. They're like, "Oh yeah, she's just showing him up throughout the whole." It's like, what movie are you watching? You know, are you not paying attention to the movie? Are you already mad when you walk in the movie theater? You're ready to like, you know. How can they monetize their hate on YouTube? Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Is that's the thing? Is there's people who've made their whole career on this and they've been very lucky to have some mo- like movies like the rise of skywalker to <laughs> to feed some of the you know some of their their angst or whatever but like or you have or, or like find- or like the last jedi where you know it's 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 it, it was a it was a sort of you know kind of movie that split people it was you know you're gonna like it or you're not gonna like it so but the thing is, it's it's it makes it really hard though. It's still really hard to to sell that narrative when it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My favorite and, is watching them try to find bad things to say about Andor. Yeah, there's a lot of people. That, there's a yeah, there's a lot of people who just like, or, or they'll just be something like, oh, yeah, I like Andor, you know. But they're not going to go into how much they like it because they know that nobody wants to hear them gush or say anything nice or anything 
but the, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, 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 Andor, blah, 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 blah. but mm-hmm. you know, and and, and 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 it's funny because probably a lot of them got dragged kicking and screaming to it. And I and I like I said I wasn't I wasn't like completely psyched up to see it. I was like, yeah, we'll see how it turns out, you know. I, I was, was I was, I was skeptical until I saw the first the the that 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 trailer they made at the end, and I was like, all right, I like the way this looks. This is looking more, um, more you know uh, interesting. And then, and then I watched the show. <laughs> and the rest was history. Yeah, so, so you know. So, so you I like mean, the old Man of Venture movie? I did. I do. Now, by the way, rank, for... if we had to rank, if we had to rank, it's not oh. my favorite Indiana Jones. We I should rank it, actually, at the end. Yeah, okay, we'll save it till the end. We'll rank at the end, yeah. So, um, I really loved the movie. I honestly only had one major gripe about it, and it came at the very end. <laughs> and. And even then, it's, like, not a big major gripe. I had a blast watching it. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I think Helena is very fascinating, which I will get into on the commentary. Um, but I yeah. had more of a blast watching Crystal Skull. But I, d- I enjoyed this movie on a different level. I enjoyed this movie... Um, and, and granted, I don't have the nostalgia. I didn't. I didn't grow up with these. Like I only watched them for the first time last year. Um, but I thought it did a really good job closing stories um, and bringing certain things to an end. Actually, I take that back. I have two big gripes because I am not a fan of what they did to Sala. But um, that said, I I thought it was. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice closing kind of movie and the fact that Harrison Ford wanted this movie that he wanted to close the story that this was the story he wanted to tell and I that's another thing that they cried about is is oh Indy's old and well we'll get into it in the movie hey we should start it so how do uh, commentaries work Chris well what will happen is we have um, old man adventure movie all queued up and ready to go all two hours and 30 minutes the reason we the reason we call it that is because Chris had to name it something to put it in the Dropbox, and he named it the Old Man Adventure movie. Yeah, you can't name it what it really is, or they won't let you share it on Dropbox. So yeah, uh, so that's what he—that's what he named it. So that's why we keep calling it that. Anyway, continue. And uh, so you, you get you get it all queued up and ready to go on your zero zero marker, with two hours thirty four minutes and thirty three seconds to go, and then I will do a countdown, and I'll say three, two, one, and when I say go in the future not now um the next time i say that word um you will hit play and we will hit play at the same time and we'll all be in sync and we'll all have a nice nice jolly old man adventure together so are you are you are you I'm ready. Ju- are you justin or are you jc what because you said we're in sync <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh, anyway, hi, Yoda. Happy New Year. Okay. Happy Christmas. <laughs> wow. Oh, here we go. You ready? All right. Three, two, one, go. Uh, uh-oh, there's, good, there's the tobacco. Thank God. 
okay, now here's one of the major things. I I was thinking, how are they going to fade out into the um, Disney clock? And then I'm like, all right, it's got Paramount in it. First Indiana Jones that doesn't fade out of the Paramount into a, another... Oh, to another thing, yeah. But the Lucasfilm uh, film uh, fades out into the lock just now. Yes, it does. It does. So it, it's sort of like that, but you know. But I get what you're saying. I still think since they're working with Paramount, they should have used used it. Mm-hmm. I do get what you're saying, though. Now. Another thing people griped about was the de-aged Harrison Ford. I thought, like, uh, and as I watch it more, there's a couple little janky bits on it, but they really did a good job. Yeah, and... it, it only took me out of it, I think, like, one time where I could tell it was someone older moving. Um, well, but a couple even times then... his voice gives him away. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it looks pretty okay. Like, it doesn't look bad. If, it looks better if than nobody, CGI Luke. If nobody told you this and they said they dragged some footage from a, a alternate footage from an Indiana Jones movie and put this on the web, nobody would be like, "That's CG." You know, if you use it's it's very it's very nicely done. I mean, we're watching this get better and better in real time. You know, this is miles and miles and miles away. Right now, they're shining a flashlight in his face while they do it. Here's Which here's is... my only my only fear about it though, and I I really like while this this is really great technology it's really cool and all that and yes and so on and so forth, I'm afraid that they're not going to like lean into recasting, because I want them to so badly recast characters especially in Star Wars, so we can keep telling original trilogy stories, and I'm afraid that the more they like better this technology. We're always going to wow. have like a CG Luke or a CG Leia, and like now is the time to embrace, especially after Ahsoka. Man, Ray Stevenson well, it's, is you not know, here Disney's anymore. Not, that's just not the way. It, Disney is not like oh, Mickey and Minnie are old. They they would be reti- they should be retired by now. They can't play, you know. It's different. They, they, though. They, they, these are these are like these are intellectual properties to them. Those characters are in are iconic okay. intellectual properties. They they need to use them (laughs) to pay their stockholders okay and so is the hulk and war machine and how and uh the the red the red uh, skull i know so are these and they recasted them in marvel and i'm like like this this is fine to me because this is the planned last indian jones you know like this is harrison ford's like planned last one but i'm talking like if star wars wants to continue as a franchise we need to recast these characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if just, you're like I said, only going to be able to do a good job on a show that say is about Luke's Jedi Academy, if you recast him, I if right. a it's going to cost you so much to CG Mark Hamill in there, and it's just not going to pay off in the long term to have this weird, you know, n- non-real thing. I mean, although they they're pulling it off here. There's a lot of Harrison Ford in this performance, you know. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, he's speaking the lines, he's doing the body language. It's, you know, the, I love, I love this part. This is, this I is what so... I was like. Okay, this is, this is gonna be a legit Indiana Jones movie, because, like, 
I don't know. Having in modern day, having a character just hanging by his neck like that is like yeah. pretty intense. I, I, and that's but Indiana Jones stuff is pretty intense in the violence. This opening was like not what I was expecting at all. It and like it just stressed me out every time. Like he was like being slung around by his neck. I was like, he's gonna get whiplash. Yeah. He's gonna like snap his neck. Like well, obviously not. <laughs> like it gave me such anxiety watching this scene, this entire scene, and like when it falls for the last time and he's able to like throw off the rope at the last second. Like yes. That and and that is some beautiful hair. Here, this is some beautiful. All of this is beautiful Harrison Ford body language. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, this stresses me out. Take it off. Get it off. Yeah. So good. Matt is really good in this role too. I like him as the doctor. Oh Jesus! Yeah. He's really yeah. good in the role. I, I think the characterization in this is is very, very strong. I think, it, uh, okay, this I'm going to say it right out front. I don't think, I don't, I think the major problem with Star Wars and with doing an Indiana Jones movie is not having either George, George Lucas or Steven Spielberg involved in either of them because there are no directors out there Maybe short of George Miller. There are, and Mangold is one of them. There are directors who can shoot action scenes. Nobody can shoot uh, an action set piece like Lucas and Spielberg. Nobody. They, they, there is a magic to them, to their action sequences that make them different than other people's. And it shows in this movie. It shows in Star Wars. There's very few great star wars set pieces like action set pieces after the 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 prequel trilogy if you ask me like true like pod race level you know something like the pod race or fighting the walkers in empire strikes back or the stadium fight in uh um uh the second um uh attack of the clones and basically every, 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 you know, the, the four or five set pieces in an Indiana Jones, what Mangold does direct well is stuff like this. And, and he, he puts a Spielberg edge to it, but the action scenes with the combination of, although more of this is actually like live than, than you would think. Like there, there was a lot of stuff in here. I was watching a making of that's like, Oh, that was real. Okay. <laughs> But it, enough of it's CGI that it takes the piss out of a lot of action scenes. Not that they're not good. This, like there this was... opening scene, is 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 up to par of any. You know, it it, it does like a, a good Indiana Jones movie. It throws you in the middle of it. Yeah, and... And, and there was only really like one CGI scene that like really took me out of it, and it was like during the parade when like someone like looks down at the parade and it's very clearly CGI. Like that's the only time that I can actually think of that it took me out. Cause that I was like Spielberg would have actually had a fucking parade going on. Yes. Um, yes. Run over the Nazi. Fuck yeah. Um, but uh, I will say this movie did make me even more excited to see Manigold's, uh Star Wars movie because that is coming and I am now 
extra excited because I really did enjoy this. Well, I think Mangold, Mangold gets an action. He gets an action reputation. He's really a character. If you ever see, if you ever get a chance to see Three Ten to Yuma, if even if you're not, I'm not a big Western fan. That movie is great. Listen, as a fan of cinema therapy, like that is like the therapist's like number one favorite movie in the entire world. And he was like, we'll probably never do it on this show, but I love the characters in this movie. And the, the, this one here, the, oh, yeah, no, they're and the, like the side, even the side characters, I'm going to have, I'll have a field day when we get into New York with some of the side characters there are brilliant. And like, as somebody who's read a lot about some of the stuff that's coming up in here, there's some really brilliant like stuff that like is just spoken through the characters that that like I was getting I was putting together what's happening just through the characters. But anyway, that's that's coming up. See, this is this is this this whole thing. I just love it. It's classic, you know, and I'm always happy to see Nazis getting killed. Um, There's a whole train of them. My favorite, uh, uh, my favorite Nazi is the one that looks like Elon Musk. <laughs> you have to point him out. Huh? It's this guy. Out. I'm pretty this sure. Guy? When, when this guy, when this uh, is it, this guy or is it another guy? There's a when when, when they're cha- the guy that uh, going to end up chasing him on the top of the train looks like Elon Musk. I love this with the bullet hole still. <laughs> I. What I also really love uh, about this entire opening sequence too is how it progresses, and you just see more and more Nazis and it, it has that like rising tension of like how is he going to get out of this because it's yes. literally him versus an entire train of Nazis and I, I just love just like yeah. the little things. Well at the same time you're like how are you going to get out of this and then you start thinking actually I'm kind of feeling sorry for the Nazis and then you're like woo there's a lot of Nazis for to get killed here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a whole whole lot of things going. But like all this acting, this is all so this good. acting. This is so I mean, like that, Indiana Jones. That is so and Harrison Ford. I mean yeah. like the way he maintains eye contact with him and stuff, it's really it's it's really good. <laughs> it's funny we had a we had a uh subtitle track that the first subtitle track we got just translated the german and now this one apparently just puts the english subtitles and just <coughs> does not translate the german not that there's anything that you really pick up okay i think I, and I love that all the Nazis are sweaty because they know they're just in the the end. They're in the end game. <laughs> they are they are at the end of the line, and they're on a you know. They're just all sweaty and greasy, and I love it. Yeah, you do. All that stuff belongs back in the original countries because colonization is horrible and we shouldn't put stuff in museums. 
without at least country's consent to do so. Ah. Yeah. I forgot to look up who plays Basil because he looks so familiar. He's very, he's, he's, he's perfect. Yeah. He's perfectly. This is perfectly cast, um, and and lovingly written. And that's that's the thing is like uh, I heard that this was a mess of a script and that it got changed and changed and changed and it, maybe it did. Oh, it's Toby but, Jones. Okay. But there's a. I mean, like now, the, like there's the, the the script isn't perfect. There's like a couple. It's not. Ex, there's like a I couple said, too I... many action scenes, or the, there's a, a few things that go on a little too long. But like, and like I said, but there, as there's, far there's as a... I have a few parts that I have like actual like big problems with and but they're very few and far between. Oh yeah, he played Zola. Okay. But that wasn't who. At the at, at this point that guy looks more like Mel Brooks than uh than Elon Musk. So maybe I'm thinking of somebody or maybe it just when his hairdo gets in the wind. <laughs> that's my favorite is him pulling down the shades <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's gonna help well it's gonna buy him a little time it, uh, then they can't see the guys coming from the other train after him you know i know i know I, that's what i do like about it oh that's oh yeah i forgot the toby jones voice dobby Charles, oh. I want to try this move on Flood with some time. Just FYI. Anyway. I love, I I love these German moments where the guys are like, "See, Kyle, he's like, yeah, yeah, just get going, <laughs> just, just fucking go." <laughs> and also, why like, is the thing about it is the entire train. Steven Spielberg also puts an extra stank with the Nazis on that that. You know, because he just hates Nazis. <laughs> you know, as, as one should. You would think that's as, not that. As, as a Jewish man should with relatives who are in the Holocaust. Yes. Yeah. One should. You would, uh... I did have half of a, of a thought of just like, why didn't he just disconnect the, trail, the train cars? But then it hit me later on. I was like, but then how are they all going to horrifically die by random gunfire and bombs? <laughs> I I also don't know if 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 just unhooking a train car is a thing that you can do like, you know, other and than a actually, movie like in reality. Cuz that would that Yes. And actually I <laughs> First didn't realize blow to this. the head. <laughs> I I just realized this. If they did that, he would lose the car that has all the antiques in it. All the, the historical relics. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was the whole point why he wanted to start stop the cars, because it had, you know, like, Ramsey's the second shit in it. Yeah, now he's starting to look like Elon Musk. See what I mean? I do see it a little bit. I w I, I, that's what I want to be my reality. I I think some of this train chase when they get up onto the roof could have been done a little more practically. Just uh, you couldn't really do shots like that. That's a I that's a beautiful. These are some beautiful shots. 
and I love it. It's just telling the story in shorthand. You know that the allies are just like on their final, final thing. And the, the the sound design in this scene in a in the movie theater was just wonderful. It was a very Ben Burt moment. That the sound of that gun, it was just pulsing. This wonderful, like flat pulsing noise. It was <laughs> it was very imaginatively done. Uh-huh. Yay! And I love, I also love this time period because all the haircuts, when they get sweaty and must look crazy, so everybody gets crazy hair as things get more, more, um, you know, chaotic. I was thinking that earlier. He knows how to... I was saying that earlier because, like, when they take off Basil's hat earlier, like, his hair is kind of crazy. And I'm like, good for whoever was, like, you know, they wouldn't have time to, like, beauty him up in between sheets. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, he looks like a mixture of Mel Brooks and Elon Musk, which is well, an odd combination. I was about to say, that's a weird love child. Yeah. <laughs> Growls. <laughs> maybe you oh. shouldn't. Have, maybe you sh- shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I know. No, I do like the kind of crawling fight. Yeah. No, I like the. I like. The, the next tunnel thing where there's a little rubbing up against the ceiling and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's also some, some good Harrison Ford facial expressions and you know, like, he makes these crazy expressions. Crazy eyes? Oh, yeah. And they get all that right with this. Yeah, and this, this scene here. I almost feel like they could have maybe blown a few more solid things around to make it. Oh, God, that looks so painful, though. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell am I supposed to do with it? And his little crawl, his little tiny little arm, arm crawl. Basil, you're you're doing your best. Gold star. I think they could have made Indy feel that gunshot a little more. I feel like they could have they could have put a squib on his arm and it would have been a lot more. John Williams. Wasn't this uh was wasn't this Williams last score? Or has he done That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. Yeah. He said that he was, and then he said that he wasn't retiring. Yeah. He 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 might be you know, I mean he's old. He might keep he might keep you know, it might depend on how he's feeling on a particular day. Because I know that this was originally planned to be his last score, but then I I read something that he was just like, nah, I'm good. So like, you know, he kinda how Miyazaki the whole thing. He 
should be dead. fucking dead. Or he like be... I was expecting when I was expecting I'm like I knew we were gonna see this character again. Because obviously I see the trailers with old version of him. But um Yeah, that's death. That's instant that's like and you're I was lucky like to- so, so here's my thing, because then when we see him again in the future, I was like, why are you not scarred? Why? Why? I, why are, yeah, no, he should have had a deformed face. You know, that would have been. And so, you know that, what I realized, like what I thought? I Because he, he shows up and he doesn't have a deformed face, I thought he had already figured out the time traveling. That like, he either like went back in time and like stopped himself or like, fixed it right or like yes. he went into the future and like found a cure-all or something so lay like my surprise when we get to the finale and spoiler alert hey i don't be watching this movie for the first time with us um he like didn't figure it out and so like i was just like how are you not dead or deformed because that was should have been instant and so it really like let i will say it led me on because i thought he had already figured out the time traveling by that point and either he like went back in time and like warned his old self of like look at my face and his old self is just like oh so i don't know okay this is this is another thing that people were crying about is like oh you know why do they take all our heroes and make them into weak miserable people people age you fucks well you know shit happens in your life and I think we've also established that in past Indiana Jones media, that Indiana Jones isn't exactly happy at regular life and doesn't really do regular life good. Yeah, he's know? not even happy at, like in all the other movies. Right. He's right. never happy. So, That's the point. So, like he's he's about to get divorced and his sons die died. And me, it's just the like way they I just want Chris- him to be just like Rolled into the way I screamed, Chris, at that moment, as somebody who actually liked Crystal's stuff. But um, yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think basically they didn't bring him back because he's like sort of a poison actor. But it's too bad because he's a real he, Leboeuf is a really good actor. I think he I think he was great as as Mutt and I didn't think it was going to work but I, I thought it worked really well I I like his relationship with these guys I think their hairstyles are a little modern they're a little too too modern everybody's hairstyle there is a little too modern you know that that was actually another thing that I had moments of there were certain things in this movie that made me wonder if Indy was already through time, which is like why before it was revealed, like what happened to Mutt and stuff like that in Marion, um, because it made me wonder if he had already gone through time. And so the movie was going to be about him realizing I'm in the wrong time. <laughs> but no, oh. never, never, never. But. Like, like the doctor that should have died had already altered everything, and so like this is indeed just like in the worst timeline or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so, um, 
yep, they 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 do a really good job of making it all make sense. You know why he's not with Marion and <sighs> I screamed. I yeah, that was that was the part that was the gut punch. Well, I guess also Karen Allen isn't really too into acting, so they probably had to, you know, for the last, you know, they they probably were really lucky getting her to agree to do Crystal Skull. You know, um, do you want to know a little bit of John Williams trivia? Sure. That you might already know. Um, he is the um living person with the most Academy Award nominations, and the only person who has more Academy Award nominations than him in all of history is Walt Disney. Okay, that makes so. sense. Yeah. I do see, like, I like this, because it mimics all the other Indiana Jones movies, except for Temple of Doom. Um, well, it's funny, because I, 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 I live, like, an hour away from Syracuse, and it's just funny to hear Syracuse name-checked. I've been to Syracuse hmm. many, 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 many times. And I love this. Uh, and and I lo- this is another different than the other ones is where his classroom stuff actually has bearing to the movie. <laughs> but it, usually yeah. what he's teaching in the classroom is just usually just off topic so you can ignore it. But so so they knew that you would be looking at this and going like, okay, whatever. And nobody would be going like, I wonder if I should remember any of this, but you actually probably should have. <laughs> like, that's kind of the, like the things too. Like it, it still mimics all the other Indiana Jones movies. Like there's always like a classroom scene and there's always, I, I do like how like no one's like super flirty and stuff like that. But <laughs> actually well, I think it would be funny if somebody was flirty, if somebody was just like, yeah, old man Jones. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Well, there was there's there's video of him on the press junket, and this British um, reporter tells it like in her twenties tells him she still thinks he's hot, and she obviously when she tells him she's a little flustered about it, and he's like, well, <laughs> and you can tell he's just like sort of like, oh, okay, I like. You. These are all good characters. I was yeah no like... every character here somebody wrote a little biography of and and like. Like they look like characters out of an Indiana Jones movie. They look at home and where they are. Like I, I, I love it. It. I mean, this movie Mangold definitely like gives us a feel of more of a movie that was made in the eighties. You know, he's he uses the aesthetic, and uh, yeah, and yeah, like that scene was just. Uh, th- this this whole section here is a, has some of the most amazing casting and l- side characters that tell a whole story, you know, without without anything. There's there that's the main one right there. That was what this, she was another character everybody was crying about. Really? This is nineteen. This nineteen. What nineteen sixty nine? Right. This is nineteen sixty nine. What is a black woman doing in the CIA? Well, this is Chris will tell you right now. And Chris is right because after I was sitting in the movie with McGregor and we were both watching it going, when when we find out that she's a CIA agent, we, we were both like, oh my God. And I could tell that Scott was realizing at the same time as me, of course she's a CIA agent. She is, 
she was this is the time period the CIA was infiltrating the Black Panthers and stuff. So she was that you know they were like what's a woman do in 1969 really a woman in the CIA? Yeah, if if they were going to have someone to to infiltrate infiltrate the Black Panthers, yeah, they'd use a black woman. And uh and I thought that was brilliant. Brilliant. You see it all in her. She's she's like that's why she's got the afro and stuff so she can fit in in a in a, a meeting. Then you got these two guys. This guy is just like probably a hired a couple hired killers, but they're learning their German. <laughs> they're they're studying up on their German because pretty soon they they're gonna be in Germany. I I yeah. love it. Or I, you know he told that's what he told them. This this scene is amazing. I this scene okay yes I I love this scene and like just. This is going to sound so like weird coming in my mouth. I love how they portray like the such casual racism. They're like kind of yeah. like sell to how much that Schmidt really does, or Voller, whatever the fuck his name is, like really does suck. And it's just so, it's the subtlety of the passive aggressiveness. And I well, like, there was a moment where I was very scared for the waiter. Like I was like, this man is about to be dead. And it really makes yeah. me scared. No, no, he would, yeah, because because Mickelson would love to see him dead. Mickelson just hates, hates, hates him. It might not even be because he's black, but it probably is too, because he's a freaking Nazi. But like, you know, then he's like, oh, were you in the army? Oh, you know, oh, you know. But this guy, the fun, I love, yeah, I love this scene. That 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 porter is probably used to, to racism all the time. Mm. But this guy, this guy gives him racism on two levels on like, you're the black help and you're also an American. And you know, we would have, we would have beaten you this guy on crutches. Okay. Here's, here's what's going on with these FBI agents. That guy, on the crutches is an FBI old or a, a CIA old timer, but he's, he's injured. So he's like not very useful, right? He and the Black Panther girl, the CIA, put them on the detail to watch the Nazi, you know, with with the, with his two bodyguards, because they're on the lo- like the one guy's old and he's not very physical, you know, and and she's you know that you know the the CIA's probably not too keen on her because she's a woman and black. So they sort of get the shit shit job, which is like carting around and carting around the ex Nazi, which is not going to be a like you know. I'm sure this whole thing that they're on is not like a high danger situation to them. You know what I mean? To to. Um, well, they're supposed to be taking him to like for an interview and then to like to DC to meet the president. Right. That's their job. That's what they're supposed to be doing. And then, of course, everything happens in the movie. Uh, but yeah and and it's weird though the only thing that doesn't match up is that they're they're also at the same time to to get helena you know because they could they're, they're not just watching the nazi they're actively going and trying to to going to the college and somehow know she's in town they've probably been tracking her 
or whatever. So I don't quite see how those two things mesh up. I, I but I just them as like kind of two different things. Like the crutch guy is on Voler and the lady is on Helena. That's how I took it. And they just happen to kind of like know each other are there and like like working together and stuff like that. Like I, I didn't take them as mutually exclusive. Or I, I as I took them as mutually exclusive. The other one, I don't know. This margarita is great. <laughs> what else? <laughs> but um yeah. And I love that I, I love that her that like, you know, the whole like he calls her Wombat, you know, that's her old nickname that she probably hated when she was a chubby little girl, you know. Well she she and was just not like Wombat. Chubby. She's like chubby chubby face, chubby cheeked little girl. She is not chubby. She has chubby cheeks. She was twelve. She was like practically she has, a teenager. She has twelve year old little chubby cheeks. But that little girl definitely looks like she could grow up into her. Like, that's another piece of really nice casting. And I love that he, he sees, he's obviously seeing him, himself in her, and he's just kind of like... <laughs> so, on that note, um, I'm going to tell at this, you... What... Look at this bizarre crew. I just love it. No explanation of... What's going on? They're just this this weird crew of they're not a crew of generic CIA agents. They're all they've all you could just well, you this know guy, the you other can see two. his whole history just coming off him. It's I, I love it. I, I don't know why, but that Well, you know the other two are not actually CIA agents. No, they're they're his thug bodyguards that yeah. he that are they're the they they are they are like if the CIA, if 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 the if the guy in the crutches and the and the woman knew who those other two guys are, they would you know slap them in cuffs and haul them in, you know. Yeah. And uh, but there's they're they're obviously like they're like his bodyguards or whatever, but they obviously have enough clout by being associated with him that she doesn't just like she doesn't take him in 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 the scene coming up here i love that he just has it in a box just in a plain old box or a box that was like under things actually and i, and I like I... that she that he can sort of tell that she's walking through these shelves and like seeing dollar signs on all sides because he was her at one point actually okay i do want to say something about that what i really love about helena is that she is essentially temple of doom Endy. Like that is the role she is playing. She is in for the glory and the fame, and, and she's a little more so. She's like a, she's even more like, so, and she's yeah, even she's, complete with her own like like short round like character sidekick. And yeah. what I really like about that choice is it it kind of makes a nice dichotomy of where Indiana was chronologically in these movies because Temple of Doom is the first chronological one in order. So it's like his first appearance. Versus his final appearance. And so you have this dichotomy of these two characters together of who he used to be versus somebody who's lived yeah. through it, who has the experience, who is now gruff. And on the flip side, it allows him to hold, essentially hold up a mirror to Helena for her to be able to be like, oh, yeah. if I'm on this it path, I could be him. And it and and in that he way, like, like midwives her into her maturity, like he did, like his Temple of Doom. <laughs> and and because, but like it's a little bit more like 
you know, less like almost dying horrifically. But you know, different kind. I am so mad about this. I. This I, makes yeah, me. I, I, love I am her. too. But this, I, I love that. This is the stuff that makes it feel like an Indiana Jones movie to me because there's real and stakes. It makes me sad. Yeah, it's it's like real like Indiana Jones and, movies are always what brutal. You were saying, like the characters, you know, like these characters, like you know who they yeah. are, and they're so well done. And so, like, you really like she was like what like in two scenes, and this is the one where she did the most talking. But like, you have an idea of what who her entire character is, which makes this a tragedy. Yeah, and these aren't the people that usually die in Indiana Jones movies either. Yeah, it, it just and and it sets the stakes. It sets the brutality of these guys. See, this is what I would expect the CIA guys to be like—more those guys in the cleaner suits in the back, just like generic drones. But that's not the way the CIA. The CIA in nineteen in nineteen sixty nine was a crazy, crazy wild, wild west, and this feels like some this feels like uh, like the cia in 1969 without making it like a paranoid super like over the top thing this feels authentic i just i just love it i just love it it's beautiful writing beautiful casting beautiful direction on all of that and i appreciate that because this is Let's face it. This is eighty-year-old Harrison Ford's farewell. He's not physically Indiana Jones. Can't physically even be Indiana Jones without it being ridiculous. And it's about aging. It's you know we, except for Raiders of the Lost Ark, every Indiana Jones movie is about like a cycle of his life. You know, coming coming to an end and going into a new cycle. You know. One where he becomes, you know, less selfless and more of like a real archaeologist. One where, you know, he comes to terms with his father and can finally, you know, stake out his own place. And then, and one where, you know, he's dealing with aging and, you know, and his father's gone and things are starting to be not as. And having a son and 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 starting a family again, and this is basically dealing with death. <laughs> and I mean, that's uh, people gripe about old Indiana Jones, but Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. He doesn't want anybody else to play Indiana Jones. Yeah, doesn't think anybody else should play Indiana Jones. I don't think anybody else should play Indiana Jones. So if you got eighty-year-old Harrison Ford. Do an old Indiana Jones movie. I don't care if they if they write it well. I would do an Indiana Jones movie where he didn't go on an adventure, <laughs> or at least a normal adventure. You know, some sort of anything with that character. Harrison Ford is, is he loves that character and he he becomes that character. I would watch him. I would watch him eating Wheaties for two hours as Indiana Jones if he was talking while he was doing it. It's fine. I. I will, I will say, like, I don't, I, I, well, I guess this was the shot I was saying that was, like, so clearly, like, Steven Spielberg would have just had a fucking parade going on, but, like, that shot is so clearly CGI, and so, (laughs) that, that's the one shot where it, like, bothered me, but, um, maybe it's, I, like, I get why people don't want these kinds of movies, but, like, I love these kinds of movies with, like, 
heroes aging because people gonna, age people age and i'm actually about to pimp this out and i'm about to embarrass the fuck out of him you ready do it Ch charles has co-written a book and i've read the book and it is excellent and it's called champion's legacy and it is the story, uh, the lifelong story of a hero. And it starts when the hero is in his 20s and it ends with his death. And a big part of the story is just watching this, these groups of characters age. It's really good. Really loved it. I enjoyed it so much. It's on Kindle. You can also buy a hard book. It's fantastic. Stick with it. It's a little bit slow in the beginning, but when it goes, it goes. And the main character kind of reminds me in a lot of ways of Agent Callus and his oh god, am I gay and a rebel kind of face. Um, but uh, I I don't... I understand why people like want to hold on to these ideas of nostalgia, but like we've so... like Nostalgia to me has become so fucking toxic to the point where we can't love new things. Like, it's, it's okay to like have things that we love and to like kind of compare and contrast contrast things but not to the point where you can't enjoy anything new where you it's can't a reaction enjoy... to the world going to shit is what it is is and everybody's think, falling back it's... into comfortable things but it's not it's not healthy <laughs> and i do think it's also people just the fear of facing the unknown the fear of faith like i i can tell you i've had or this saying year... goodbye <laughs> I've that's been my year, you know, like, you know, I, I think I said in the last episode, like my stepmom has cancer and the chemo's not working and I know she's on a timer. And let me tell you the fact that the amount of existential crises I have had this year of just like my parents are going to die. I'm now in the phase where my parents are going to start dying and I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to function in this world. And I uh, that's going to be a real big, scary thing. But like, that's normal. And that's why I kind of like movies like this, where it's just like, yeah, you need these ideas. And yes, nostalgia and comfort is good. But what I love about Dial Destiny is it's realistic. Indy has an entire moment where he's just like, let me tell you about the screws in my knees. Let me <laughs> rest. Yeah, let me rest and rest the screws in my knees. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, we we need these. And like when the fact that people are just like, oh, my God, old Indiana Jones. You know what makes him Indiana Jones? He knows how to dictate. He knows how to like to like pass out the Indiana Jonesness. If he can't do something, he will tell Helena how to do it the Indiana Jones yeah. way, which is still Indiana Jones. Like this. And, and like this. Uh, as this we'll is a see very here. Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of people complained, and I was like, what's he doing with the hell no, we won't go? And I figured it out the second time I watch it. He's just just getting just enough attraction uh, enough distraction to punch somebody in the face he's not trying to turn the crowd or anything see okay here's what else he learns just run away <laughs> yeah. usually I, he would take he would take out the big guy the that big guy in every other indiana jones movie is waiting for the one scene where indiana jones finally defeats him and they i'm glad they subvert it because he's not up to beating that guy yeah <laughs> in this, i do in find this it movie. funny and, i do find and, it funny sign in 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 um, the crystal skull, they they were like, okay, we're still gonna we're still gonna, you know, he's still gonna be able to do it, but it's gonna just cost him a little more. This one, he's like, he's just gonna run away from this guy. <laughs> yeah, 
that's what, that's this, what I like these about horse it. scenes looked awful in the trailers and they luckily they they fixed them up really nice there's one badly composited shot in it but i kind of like it because it reminds me of 80s movies that that shot wasn't the greatest composite either but here a weird thing about this parade scene and the sound is is it you hear the band you hear the cars and i think they did it so you could hear this woman screaming for the joke in this but you don't hear the crowd it's like this silent parade where like the parade's making some noise but i think they 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 took out the foley of the crowd so you could hear so you they could run this gag with the woman screaming in the car with him which is very Spielberg. There's a little bad composite there too, <laughs> but like, like that works out. This whole scene would have been, I would say, twice as exciting if Spielberg directed it and Lucas and they worked it out, and it would have been almost shot for shot as this, but there would have been just slight differences to make it like pop into yeah. that. And it's, that and it's their, a little bit like too muted Does yes the, the sound he actually in here with the horses clops in, I, in the I, I mean like train like, station like, was very color, nice i mean like color brightness muted and like i know yes. they're underground but like even then there would have been something of like how like to have made it pop in a different way like and this is actually well, kind of a thing of like we're also talking movie. about we're also saying they're, they're also being very realistic with with the the different and this is something i know because we have fluorescent lighting in this house with 50s style fluorescent lights the guy the guy who built this house and lived in it his whole life put in these fluorescent lights they're replacements down in the basement and it's a different kind of light it's a very it's a very blue light I, I, I get it, but like when, I, when I'm talking about just kind of like general, like the same thing with the parade, like there was almost like there was like this like little filter on top of everything, and that's something like a modern movie kind of thing. Yes. Like um, where they all kind of have this like muted look to them. Like there's outside of like animation, like a lot of like live action, like, like right now I'm actually watching The Bear. Great show. Highly recommend it. 10 for 10 recommend. Love The Bear. But there you have these like shots where like everything has just like a filter layer on it like even this like these are like bright reds and stuff like that but they're not really popping like it, it's not like you know it's not there's nothing really vibrant in this scene and that I, I feel like this is like just kind of like the era of these movies in general is that there's very well, few movies that's just not like and maybe it's just because i watch so much animation you know this, like this this movie is this movie has a very set it, it's not in the 70s yet but it's got that verge of the 70s look to it and i it it, it sort of has taken like it's it's taking place in a different like you know each of these have a different feel of them because they're taking place in a different you know this obviously doesn't have the 40s 30s feel of you know temple of doom which was like bright colors and and a palace and stuff so yeah i think I mean, it's they're definitely not using the like the filters for it. It's I think they achieved it all through lighting and stuff. But also, seventies New York has that dirty, muted, yellowed, like almost sepia tone to it because it's just smog all over everything. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying, and I get it. 
but because it has the same kind of filter like every all the other modern movies, it actually reads more modern than 70s to me. Does that make sense? Like, there's just something about these, like, modern movies that they always... And again, maybe it's because, like, I... I've been watching, I watch a lot of animation, so, like, I've been watching, like, Has Been a Hotel, which is very saturated heavily in, like, popping vibrant colors. So I see something as, like this, I'm like, this is what movies are. <laughs> as as someone who, 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 who lived, like, spent some time in the 70s, like this has a look of the 70s, but it doesn't have the retro look of the 70s. Shala! They're not, they're not, re- poor, he, He's 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 old. This bothers this, me though. Rice Davies is looking like he's looking not well. He looked like he just had chemo or something. But I mean the character he's old. <laughs> this is Salah's older than Indy, I assume. Sala seemed to be like a good five, ten years older than Indy. But I like I really Okay, dislike... just I, I love Jonathan I love his I love this actor. Mm-hmm. He, Sala was not really needed in this movie, and he it feels like it feels like they brought him in for nostalgia. I think that the way that they they incorporated him in the movie makes sense, and it oh. has a nice nice flair to it. But I think it, it it's almost it's it's almost not needed in the movie. I see. I don't think it makes sense. I think it's such a downgrade for his character. He was living in a goddamn palace in Egypt. And, like, the fact that... Yeah, but... So I I do like the joke of the American dream is this bullshit. I do like that, but that feels like a joke. But at the same time, like, I wish it was a lot of the same thing. But, like, you know, he sent... He, like, he flew over to get Indy and bring him back or something or other. Like, it feels like it's a plot device just to get him out when they could... I don't know. It just feels like such a downgrade. I don't think character. the I, I don't think the actor is probably up for being a physical. I'm not even saying pre- that. Like they could have done the same adventure. thing. They could have done the exact same thing where he's like, "Let me come with you, Indy," and Indy's like, "No," but they could have done it in Egypt, or or like in wherever they're going to like come find them and yeah. have the exact same scene without like this downgrade of him just being like. Yeah, we're wealthy and like great and awesome in Egypt, but then we come to America and my life's a complete downgrade. Well, and you it know, feels like I mean, it's that's the thing the is the war, the war upturned people's lives, and like he probably got his life upturned, and then Indy was like, "Look, you know, come to America, you know." But for for and it and it, I guess it just kind of feels like a like a plot device for him to like drive him to the airport and get his hat. I'm just like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. It bothered. This, it's, this it's, is one of the I two mean, things it, that they, bothered me about the movie. Because they and, were and like, we have to. I just a lot of it is that I I really like Sala. I really like this character. He's what he's probably one of my like top favorite characters in all the movies so far. So it does like, and and I think that's maybe why it bothers me so much is just because I like I really like this character and stuff like that. But um, yeah, th- like this was like one of the two big gripes I had the mo- about the movie. Yeah, I I agree. That's one of my. It's it like, it's I like to see Sala again. I love Sala. He feels like he's just it, it. It like in this movie that's not being like, I mean, it does what all the other ones and has references to other parts of his life and it all fits in. 
and it works better than say like in star wars when they reference stuff i think in with indiana jones but uh here's, you know here's what a, I, also a fir- first in indiana jones movies a flashback in the middle of the movie a flashback in the in the in the opening credits you know what i actually like would have almost but i love than... that he became his father you know mm-hmm. basically I do kind of wish they found a way to maybe get short round in. And, like, of course, this was, like, um, before the actor, like, had, like, his whole entire renaissance with everything, everything, everywhere, all at once and stuff like that. Um, I heard, I heard that the, the, the original, they originally had a, the, the original script had short round in it, but he couldn't do it. Like, he was busy, he was busy doing another movie. I mean, he's just having a renaissance, but he's been a working actor. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. That is not true. And like maybe that's uh that's what happened because uh Kehua Kwan, um what happened was after around the like the Goonies time period, he realized that he was going to be typecasted pretty much his entire life. So he actually left acting for decades. And well, uh, right, but then but he's been on, acting as an adult for a little while now. Can I finish my story? <laughs> and so it was actually after he saw crazy rich Asians and he realized that uh, people like uh, East Asian people like weren't being typecasted really anymore, that that is when he decided to get back into acting. But um, so it does make sense. So like, I think every, everywhere, 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 all, everything, everywhere, all at once. I think that was his first movie in like 20 years. I I I I was under the impression I I seem to recall hearing that he'd done movies, he'd done, nope. but they were like some so, like smaller scale, maybe not not American released movies. So he did like Encino Man in 1992, and then he did uh, a movie in 2002, and then he didn't do another movie until until 2021. And then he did everything ever all at once. Like he took off okay. two decades. So that that must have been the movie he was doing when, when. Uh, That's the only thing I when can. When this think movie of. was getting made. Yeah, but like I would have loved for uh, K. Huang Kwan to be in this movie. Although I prefer, I prefer that he ended up in everywhere, everywhere at once because a, that's something original. Mm-hmm. Like and and also. Also, he got to play an original role instead of just playing short round again, you know. And I'm sure they wouldn't have written like short round as like, "Hi, Mister," In-, you know. I'm sure he wouldn't yeah. have been, you know. They would have made him into a fully fleshed out character. And that's actually kind of like where I like I wish like he did like um, he was like in Sala's role. I, I I will say while we're here, I love the introduction of uh helena's sidekick this is such a fun introduction and like when it connected because i thought he was just gonna be like you know side character he's here he works the room blah blah blah. when i was like oh he is her short round sidekick oh my god like that connection was great because like i was already feeling like oh okay she's simple at zoom and then i was like there's her sidekick I, and there's there's all sorts of wonderful little like like this is another one where every character was given a backstory. Like when we first meet her sidekick, he's sitting there and he's getting flying he's getting flying lessons from an American pilot, you know, prior World War Two pilot. It, oh, you know. I missed this. They set up the finale. Huh? 
I missed this connection to the finale. Oh, yeah, got it, got yeah. it. And he's got this. He's got this pilot. Got. I'm saying World War II pilot. Obviously not. He's too young. But he's got this young pilot guy. You know, who's who's with a girl who's just like, come on, leave it. And he's like, no, I like this kid. He, re- You know who he reminds me of? Dario's son. Hmm. Dario, Dario's son is almost a spitting. Dario's son has started to get a little mustache now, too. Little, little. I mean, actually, Dario's son even looks older than him. They're probably about the same age, but they, they both got the same mustache going. And, and I love it. I love that he's a pubo. I love that we have a pubo character and a lot of people really were saying his character wasn't too well. It was just sort of like a third rate short round. I disagree. I know. I think he's, he's, he's got a little more complex. He's got, he's got a little, you know, he's kind of in love with Helena or he's got a crush on her, you know, I, see, and, I, I don't see that. I see her like a big sister figure. Yeah, but when yeah, but it but he's a little pubo, and like that scene where he sees her like flirting with a guy, and he's just like. Mm. I do like the <laughs> setup of this scene of like you know they're all back in the same room, and like th- this is actually one of the reasons I I really like Voller is like he's very constant versus the other some of the other Indiana Jones ones where they're like off in the distance like ha ha I'm being evil off in the distance and Jones will get here eventually like Voller is like actively act actively active yeah. he's actively in every scene and like matching the two of them well because and, he's just he doesn't have the Nazi army behind him it's just him it's yeah. just him and his two helpers and and nobody else in the world is privy to this plot and and he doesn't want like of course he doesn't want anybody either but this scene in the trailers looked awful like it looked awful it wasn't finished and just the whole thing of him whip i'm like this looks kind of dumb the way it plays out in this is great though i just i like mm-hmm. One of my favorite little moments happens, like, right here with Helda. And I was just like, you know what? Good for you. And it's when she ri- her sleeve gets ripped and she looks pissed off and she punches the guy just because he ripped her sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Right there. <laughs> that, that's very, that's very Marion, too. The, <coughs> like, <coughs> right? <coughs> the look she gave him and just sort of flicking her arm back just totally reminded me of Marion in Raiders when she's like, in the desert with the, with the dress the Nazi gave her. So you know what I actually like about that scene too? It's a nice callback to readers where it has the guy with the sword and Indy just like raises his gun and just shoots him. He essentially yeah. did the reverse of that scene where he's like, here's my whip and everyone's like, all right, here's our guns. <laughs> yeah, and he did, actually did the reverse of the scene where he whipped the, whipped the, whipped it out of his hands in, in I believe in Temple of Doom. You know, he finally got to actually whips. Oh yeah! So they've done they've done three variations of it now. I love that scene where the camera's whipping back and pulling back from those guys as he's laying on the ground. That was a very, that was a very nice, unusual, just thrown in. See, this is very, he's not copying Spielberg, but he's trying to, you know, he's trying to keep it consistent with the Spielberg movies, but. 
and, and see, nobody's like, Stevens. You just can't. You, you like that's. But that, I'm, that's, I'm okay with that because like we need to. Oh yeah. I like this, this movie. Like, I think this is a legit entry into it. It's just never gonna be able, I think, to hit the the level of it. But like um, this is like why it like makes me excited for his movie, his Star Wars, because I, I this is kind of going back to the whole recasting thing. Like this is what I feel like Star Wars should do. It's clearly paying a lot of homage to the originals, but it's also very much like doing a new thing and innovating it. And like changing yeah. it. I also really love this fiance character and how fucking unhinged he is from start to finish. <laughs> how day. insecure and unhinged he is, yes. He's so unhinged. And like when I saw him, I was just like, oh. And I love that he's in his fucking pajamas. And he's just this like, at first I was like, oh, he's dangerous. And I was like, oh no, he's just a very pathetic, sad man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just. He's just like, I'm going to drive all over town because I love you so much because I am a sad man in my PJs. And I'm like, I love this character. He actually might be low-key one of my like top five favorite characters of the movie. <laughs> and his dad, my dad sent me to kill you. I know. My daddy said that I have to have your head when all I wanted was your heart. <laughs> I love him. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Is this your new man? That's totally. <laughs> He's so great. That's my favorite. I love that line <laughs> And how everybody tries, like, when his goons tries to shoot her, he's like, don't shoot her. No. <laughs> I love this character so much, you guys. He's, he's so good. I do like the fact that they're bringing up the common criticism that Indy is a great <laughs> Yeah! This, this, this scene, it's okay. There's, there's but... one thing I would change about the scene, and you know what it is? It's the fact that Teddy repeatedly tells Indy where to go. And Indy always goes in the opposite direction. And I wanted one time where he like turned into a dead end because he didn't listen to Teddy. Like that. Well, that no, is because the, because this is it's a callback. Seen. This is a callback to Young Indiana Jones adventures where Indy it, the, he he says something like I know uh, you know I know this town you know or what does he say I know is it Tangiers they're in he goes I know Tangiers or whatever and there there was actually a young Indiana Jones set here so they had him you know that's why I think that's what that that was a, supposed to be a callback of like yes he's actually actually been here I, I get like, that I do like wish though he was just like wow they've updated the roads like they there there's like a little joke they could have done here somewhere and and like just like one time like the rest of the time yeah but like having like one tiny little joke where yeah this this was a lot too much of this was shot in front of a green screen and it loses it loses a physic there's not a lot this the chase is is fun it's easy to follow and it's fun but like it doesn't have the physicality of actually putting you in it you know and 
there's there and and even though there's been other like Temple of Doom had lots of scenes where you know instead of being like CG assist it was it was you know models or something like that but where it would obviously be something something different or whatever but it's the way Spielberg and Lucas shoot in storyboard and stuff it 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 makes it it it, it doesn't have that Rube Goldberg machine feeling to their their chase scenes if you ever want to see a great example have you watched a scene tintin heard of tintin yeah yeah and they they recently did a uh, actually yeah they did a scene very similar to this actually and it was a very rube goldberg effect it's a steven spielberg movie you know and and so he knows how to craft these like he crafts you know he's it's it's like hitchcock had his visual tension things that he could do and other people have done hitchcocky like things and to with success but that like there's something about a, a set piece that spielberg or lucas does especially in like the indiana jones and star wars movies that nobody's been able to replicate the only person that's come close is filoni and and especially in his animated stuff there was, you know, but never to the extent of like nobody's crafted a full set piece like, you know, the the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Star or any of the set pieces in the, you know, in the Indiana Jones movies or the Star Wars movies since they so, they just um, to, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me. I'm listening, I promise. Um, everybody, if you haven't seen this, like what he's talking about, go on YouTube and look up 1010 Chase Scene. And the first, like, three videos are, like, one of the finest animation chase scenes, the amazing chase in the Moroccan streets, Adventures of 1010 Motorcycle Chase Scene. It's those. Watch it. Yeah. It's, like, I, like it, it, it is very much exactly what you... It, it's very much this. And... That movie yeah. was ignored, and I had no interest in seeing it. And then when I watched it, and then started like watching other people who had like commented on it, there were a lot of people just saying, "This is like, this is like, you know, basically, and you know, the equivalent of having a new Indiana Jones movie." And it was to an extent, although it was more cartoony. Mm-hmm. But it's still. But when there was a chase or an action sequence, you got that just that physicality of you are there and this one thing leads to see like what one thing leads to the next thing and like and every 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 blow that a character takes they you feel it like like um yeah, the actress plays helena is but she's a good physical actress she she really like puts her but I, but it's. I love how she's kind of just as unhinged as the guy who loves her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anytime I can watch somebody just strangle a Nazi, it's great. Yeah, just torturing a, a Nazi like this. He's getting yanked between two people. See, there would have been. I would have. I there would. I would have had a couple more shots in that. Maybe some. Maybe a cutaway to the shot of, you know, across to the from from the other car coming towards them, to make that you know two cars converging, 
feel. And like in the beginning of Crystal Skull, when they're in the warehouse and the two trucks are going to each other, the, towards each other, the one guy's yelling at the Nazi, no, Fritz, you don't know him, <laughs> you know. And and then the, the two cars get closer and finally collide with each other. You you feel it more, you know, and it's 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 just something, you know. Like, Mangold and George Miller are probably, like, the only two people set-piece-wise, maybe. I don't even... uh, No, there's other people as good as Mangold. But, like, you know, even the finest of... Oh, you know what? You know who else? James Cameron. James Cameron could do an Indiana Jones movie and a Star Wars movie that would be of the same level of action as Spielberg and Lucas. I I remember I I just, I watched the second avatar like six or eight months ago, something like that. I think it was the last movie I watched actually in my old house. And, uh, you know what? I I watched it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. James Cameron is one of those is like Spielberg and Lucas. He really has a, you know, he, you know, he feels it, you know, he feels that, scene so and he puts it together to where it feels like reality i'm gonna slide in right here i will say it really upset me when she got shot because no, I, was like, I want I, her around forever i want her I, around I mean, forever i mean that like if i ever pictured myself with a wife that's my wife right there that would be that would be the kind of lady i would i'd be into well not a cia I, agent i hope it makes I kind hope of a scumbag I hoped, like beyond all hope, that she was just I could fix injured. That's like, like that she was just injured, and she would like pop up at the end of the movie or something. Because she is such a fascinating character, and yeah. it makes me so mad that she's killed. And a bo- uh, yeah. Actually, you know what I had thought about, like you know, coming out of like hiatus and stuff, like because we were in such a long hiatus. Do you shoot the ship episode where we just talk about all the stuff we watched that we couldn't talk about during the I watched a lot of shows. I started watching Succession, and I don't know. If Have I you like started it. watching uh, um, Scavengers Reign yet? I haven't started it yet. I haven't it had the chance to. So good. I know. It's it's one of the best things to come along in a long time. It is it is wonderful. Like I um oh that just makes me so mad. Um but yeah, like I started watching a lot of shows like I watched as I mentioned I started watching The Bear and Succession. I've been watching Hasman Hotel and Hell of Boss and um like I I was just like, that'd be kind of fun to talk about, like, all the shit that we watched that we couldn't talk about. Talk about Barbie. Barbie was great. So. Uh, uh, no One Will Help You is another one I've seen that's highly, highly recommend. Horror so movie had... with horror movie with some of the best visual storytelling. Hey, so if you guys want to see us movie. do... If y'all want to see us do a shoot the shit episode of all the stuff that we watched during the strike that we couldn't talk about while doing the strike, that's not Star Wars, you know, because we are Star Wars. Sound off on Facebook and Discord. Yeah, let us know. Let us know right now. Just say, hey, I want to hear this podcast of you guys talking about TV shows and movies. And we'll we'll forget and have to listen back to the episode and be like, what the hell is Charles talking about? (laughs) Also, can I just say I love the word tuk-tuk? I love tuk-tuk. 
driving around in the tuk-tuk. I, like, I think they're actually such cool. I was reading a little bit about them last night. I was like, they're actually designed not to roll. Not like to you, roll? Oh, not to roll sideways? Yeah, like, they, they, they're incredibly hard to, like, tip on its side or to roll, which... You know, a little through it. Like I, I would have thought the opposite. I think, like, because like I was waiting for them for for them to fall over throughout the chase scene, and like they're designed all not, around, yeah, yeah, but they're designed not to do that. I was like, that's a cool thing. So, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I'm almost out of my adult beverage, Chris. Now I just have water. I'm only drinking a caffeinated adult beverage. I'm drinking an organic yerba mate, guariaki, sparkling grapefruit, ginger, fizzy drink. It's delicious. I have plain old water and then a a cheap-ass pre-mixed margarita that was $10 for a giant bottle. But I also, I treated myself. Um, on Christmas Eve, I also bought some apple cider ginger moonshine. That's like... Oh. like Jesus. It is fucking good, but it also it like it comes in cans, and I would not be here by the end of the show. <laughs> is is it? I mean, is it real moonshine? Is it real like ninety nine proof? The the liquor part of it, it's it's nine percent proof, and like the rest of it kind of tastes like almost like a seltzer, almost like because it's like kind of carbonating carbonated e, but like. It's like there's an not an awful lot to carbonate in that if it's ninety some proof. It's it's nine percent. Oh nine. Oh okay okay. Yeah, so it's nine percent. It's a moonshine drink. It's a mi- drink. It's yeah. It's I a mean, we used to we used to have moonshine party. We used to have moonshine parties at our house, and there would be people who would do the shots of the moonshine before we'd mix it into the punch. I'm glad they left in this shot of like the traveling across the map shots. Oh, that's it's it's always gotta go, and you get to see plane technology advance. But, but it was also like you know we were well an hour in the movie and we hadn't seen it yet, so there was a tiny part of me that was just like, oh, they I wasn't sure if they were doing it or not. No, um, yeah, no, usually right around the midpoint. It's it's like it's amazing when you take these movies and like if you played them side by side, how much. How much they they differ from each other, but also have like so many of the same elements and beats to them. You know the way they develop and stuff. It's a testament to to the quality of the movies that they're so different yet they're so cohesive. I love Antonio Banderas in this movie. Yes, I, I love that he's played a like Antonio Banderas played a broken down slobby guy. I love it. I, I I would say that's probably like one of my other big criticisms is they kill off all the interesting characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody like everybody in Indiana Jones's life is in, interesting, or else why would he even, you know? That's true. Doesn't Temple of Doom open with his friend dying because he gets shot yeah. in the middle of the heist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like it's. But yeah. that's also kind of like the point, especially going into this scene, because this is the scene that made me scream, um, is that, you know, we were talking about how Indy wouldn't be a happy person. Pretty much like he has outlived what everybody he loves, except for like Marion yeah. and Zala. Like he's outlived every person that ever made him happy. And a big part of that watching these movies 
is seeing how like even just from like the teachers he works with to Antonio Manderos's character you know these are people he loves why and they all die around him especially like into like his character Antonio Ban- I can't I don't know the character's name um um his character dies a heroic death trying to save Indy and like god yeah. the guilt that Indy must carry from all of well, this Well the, the the and 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 another thing is in other Indiana Jones movies you know, he would feel the de- death of his friends, but it rolled off him a lot. You know, 10 minutes later in the movie, you you had forgot everybody. Everybody had forgotten about it. It was a thing of the past. This one, this one. I love he we're... chews out Helena. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. A good, a good like 45 minutes to an hour after those people had died. Well, I mean, these people, you know, Antonio Banderas dies too. But also like his friends, but and and it's because of her. She brought all that into it, and and it's on. It's, it's weighing with him all the way till he yells at her. You know, yeah. And and that's something that would have just got sloughed off in the movies. But he does. He's old. He's old enough that it doesn't. You know that it that he can't slough it off. You know he's it. It hits him. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think, and again, that that's the whole like him also holding up the mirror to her, like yeah. uh, you know he's holding her accountable. Which actually, funny enough, the person who held him the most accountable in Temple of Doom was Short Round, um, and so like it allows him to be like, look, if you on the if you're on this path, I'm it, and let me tell you. The way when I found out that Mutt was dead, I screamed in this goddamn scene. Like the way, because like I, I spent a good chunk of the movie like wondering like where Mutt was, and I was like waiting for like some kind of throwaway line or, you know, like like oh like he hasn't called me in a while, blah blah blah, or like you know hey dad I missed your letter, or blah blah blah. No, he's fucking dead, and that that was such. A and he and he died thing. in Vietnam. With his dad mad at him and him mad at his dad, you know, mm-hmm. but consistent with Mutt's character, you know, mm-hmm. and it's consistent with India and with Mutt and people hated that. They're like, all oh, this shitty stuff happened. Shitty stuff shouldn't happen to your protagonist. It's like, who says Who's, it's have you ever you read know, a goddamn you want a real he, Indiana Jones is a real character. Harrison Ford wants this stuff to happen for a reason because he like wants his character to have a real life or, you know, he wants to put the, 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 the real stuff into this character in, in a, what people want to be just escapism. And it still is escapism, but it's still like, it's a real person. And that's what makes you want to watch him be Indiana Jones. He's dialed. He's, he's still dialed out. He's, he still hasn't completely, figured out you know how he's going to deal with her he doesn't want to be here he's you know he's thrust into it but he's starting to you know he's being forced back into indiana jones mode he's being forced back into life i think also so much is like when people just like don't want these kind of scenes from their 
protagonists and stuff like that. It just makes me think that they just don't understand how story is. Because right. if we got the same thing, because you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because if we had just gotten like the same thing, the same indie, since Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it was the same movie the whole way through, no change, and it was just badass awesome, it would get boring after a while. You know, there's only it so much you can do. It would get boring for Harrison Ford, and then it would exactly. get boring for us. Yeah, and we've seen what happens when Harrison Ford is just there because he has to be. It's called the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and I'll, I'll tell you what, he still does the best job of every anybody else on the Star he, Wars Holiday he absolutely special. fucking does. Like, and so, like, it, when, and it's the same thing with, like, Luke Skywalker. Like, the first time, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, the first time I ever liked Luke was Trauma Luke in Last Jedi, because he was always so boring to me in the original trilogy, because he wasn't a character, he was an avatar. He was there for the viewer to assign how they feel onto him to to be this like like just interesting enough but like also just bland enough and yeah get it Helena even though he's going to die what's funny is I almost feel like this was a like little troll on the incels because I see he's just like watching and just like <laughs> but like that I, I'll bet you there were a lot of the people who were getting mad at this movie and that character going, I'll bet you she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, no, she's just like a straight woman. They were probably just like, God damn it. Well, she I was going to do a whole episode on that. <laughs> she could be. Well this, well, this is where it's funny. She could also she still could be, be pansexual or bisexual. Or bi- or but, but then it's then you have to, all the trolls have to be like, girl, now I have to be pro LGBT rights. <laughs> girl. <laughs> She could be bisexual and still fuck me and a lesbian. Well, see, here's 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 the thing: is there's a lot of movies where the the social justice stuff is awkwardly written in, and it's 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 like a, a purposeful jab, so it feels one sided, and and stuff. But that's called bad writing, you know. When when you do good writing, nobody notices anything about this. And so they're they're talking, you know, they were expecting all this stuff out of this movie, but it's a well-written movie. So all the characters are consistent with each other. They're not like thrown in for any reason. They're they're everybody's in there for a reason. They have backstories and they feel flushed out and and everybody goes like, oh, okay." Although, like, I mean, people are like generally it seems a general consensus is this movie isn't very good and it bombed at the box office. This sequence, I think, kind of flops. Can I I mean, I do want to say one thing before we get too far away from it. What I do like, again, coming back to the characters is just the little things that stick with each other and how they interact. Like Antonio Banderas' character just told Sammy, just like reach and pull, reach and pull. And to t- tell him, like, that is how you swim. And we see Sammy, like, use that later on in the movie. And uh-huh. it's just that little character beat. Like, you know, like, Sammy's going to be, like, in, like 40 years old. And, like, he's still going to always be telling himself, reach and pull, reach and pull, from the frogman who taught him how to swim, who died to help save their lives. You know, like, it's, like, little character moments like that where, you know, it's 
it's a very small scene, but you could see how this could turn in and blossom into like bigger stories. And it goes back to just like how the little side characters like really, really help build this world. You know, that's something that's going to impact Sammy for the rest of his life. And we see it used later. Anyway, you were saying about this something. is this is the point oh, the of the movie where yeah, where I scene. think it's kind of it's kind of padded out. There's a little, little like a little too much. I think they should have. I think they should have. Um, just dropped in and 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 recovered it in this because the whole thing, the whole th- making this into a, a sequence where stuff happens, it doesn't work. That the action scene, it's in, it's a little incoherent, and it's a little like. Well, well, here's um, my thing: when you add a timer to something. It is there to build tension. So the time they add this whole timer of there must be three minutes. But in the end of the day, the timer is not needed because the bad guys show up. And so right. there are actually two tensions then because there's nothing stopping the bad guy from cutting their lines and drowning them all, which we do see happen to one of them. Um, so like the timer is not needed at all because the bad guys do show up eventually. It'd be, you know, you have one, it'd be one thing if it was just one tension thing where they have three minutes and if they started running out of time, then that is one kind of tension. It is a different kind of tension when the bad guys show up and their lines can be cut. And the thing is, putting both of them together muddles the scene because it creates two conflicting tensions. Well, I also, I also think this scene is not very, like, okay, we have the thing where, okay, now we have water snakes. Okay, and, and that's good. Okay, that's a good I, I idea. I do like the little, the little d- thing. I do like the little note where he's just like, they look like snakes in here. And, and he's like, no, they don't. <laughs> that is a good little line. What you were saying. But it's, 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 the, the, I don't know, the way they, they, like, I don't feel the tension of time in this or the tension of him being trapped in there. And it it just sort of ha- it's just sort of a thing that happens. I think it could have been a lot more wittily done. Like, you know, they're going through, and then and before they even showed them, not even show them on the surface. And as they're going through, one just whips by Indiana Jones. He's like, "What was that?" You know, just fast enough to be like, "Oh, something just swam by, sort of snake-like, or you know, or it just." Or it's one goes behind him and the back of its tail just hits the back of his head. And he was like, what's that? And then like slowly there's more and more of them. And he's and And then, you know, you just realize through that that it's like, oh, no, he sees snakes. You, you know, when he finally sees one and recognizes it, have it swim in a very S-like thing and just like show his eyes, just going like, oh, no. And then... It just the 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 way it was shot. I think it was almost like the way they shot it was what. I didn't do work. think that 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 is a nice little shot, though, seeing them jumping. This over part, the this, from from here on, the 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 stuff with the other ship coming. This now, this feels like danger. Yeah. You know, and this feels like you know, it's it's it, it's it feels interesting. What's happening? The stuff with Indy and the the the, the eels. Just sort of the peters out, and it's at a po- point in the movie where I'd rather I'd rather we were just sort of settling down, go down, get it, then the Nazis show up, and that you know, 
and then the scene and and it would have sped things along because I, I don't think the movie needs to be two and a half hours long. No, I will I say that, that that's I, one of the, the minor problems of it is it's is it is overlong. I, I will agree with that, especially because I watched it for the first time on 1.3 speed and I'm like, man, we're still here. <laughs> but that's a me problem. So. Heresy. Listen, I only had so much time on Christmas Day to watch this movie. That almost looked like a classical painting, the way the, the bodies were laid out there, almost, you know. But I do agree, it is, it is slightly. It is, it is a little long. Bring me the graphic cards. I'm very happy you're not wasting any time. I should have retired you when I had the chance. Where are your sponsors? I'm on my own now. Thanks, move forward. Oh, I'm so evil. I mean, they should have at least had a scene towards the end where he gets his, where Volmer gets his false teeth knocked out because he got all his teeth knocked out of his face by that sign. He he should have had his whole head. Something like I thought he was gonna have like a like a cast iron plate on his head or something. There is. It was during the. The, the hotel bra, I think it is, when they're all standing around the table, the way that the light, the kind of like scattered light is on his forehead, it almost looks like his forehead has a seam. And so I was oh. waiting for like that to like, and he's very sweaty in that scene because it's hot. And so I was waiting for like his skin to start melting off a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit. And then it never happened. And I was like, how is he, his head still here? <laughs> Yeah, somebody punches him and there's makeup over his like distorted face or something. Yeah, because like like this is oh, or that he has. You know, would be really interesting is if he has little weird seizures, you know, or something. You know, something to make because, man, I mean, so many people have noticed that we just do not acknowledge that blow to the death the head. And the metal clang of <laughs> the sound to it is is painful. Yes, and like yes, like when when Indy gets punched, it looks like he actually gets hurt. Bowler no. Vol- yeah. should be dead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't do noble death. Well, I mean, he hit that so hard and so fast that you couldn't even you're not even going to be able to see a look on a face. It was just like, I mean, it should have just if it didn't just liquefy his head it should have just shattered all the bones in his neck there should be it would should be no it should have been a clean slice like there's nothing like you have you there are stories of reasons why people don't hang their heads outside of cars when they hit you know phone poles there is no head afterwards this is a very grim talk (laughs) basically we're saying like this is a big reason why i thought he had somehow gone back in time already or like i'd gone to the future and figured out how to fix it or blah blah and like or maybe or like he had was trying to get back to his old time to warn himself or or something or this was already a paradox there was there was just so much about like bowler's character i was like why are you why are you this way but the thing is is like also like mads Mikkelsen is so good that i also don't care right he's so good at being so it's like such an evil chewing the scene guy I think they give him just the just enough. I mean, like he's he's. 
I like the Nazis a little bit, a little bit exaggerated, you know, I'm sure, you know, but like, yeah, he's, he's just perfect. All three of these characters are in Star Wars. It just hit me. That's L3, that's Galen Erso, and that's Han Solo. (laughs) That's right. Just kind of clicked with me on that one. Yeah. Oh, that's also, yeah, that's right. They hate her from Solo, too. That's what I was saying, because she's L3. My, my my second favorite character from Solo, and that's what they hate. Yeah. That, that's that when Earlier when you were saying that about that, about them hating her, I thought that's what you were talking about, because she was L3, and she was all like, I'm, you know, I got to fuck Lando, and you're just sad that Lando didn't want to fuck you. Because <laughs> Lando would be like, mm, nah, I'll pass. I like real men. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm here all week. Hey, I'm going to take my last <laughs> sip of my adult beverage, even though we still. God, how much fucking longer? We still got an hour left of this movie? Yeah, it's a little over long. It, 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 is. it is. I will say the third act goes really fast. Except for the the Bill and Ted's excellent adventure slows it down just a touch, but it's still a lot of fun and I like it. So, I, that's I I love that part. I love that part too. I do love it. I would have I loved do... it a little early. I would have loved it with the ending pushed up a little earlier. That's I, basically... I would agree with that. I will say there's that that is my other big gripe is in that scene, and I will get into it when we get there. Mm. I yeah, love yeah. how he's so he's so like once he like once he gets just one little bit of confidence he's all of a sudden he's like ah ha, 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 but he should know better by now but they never mm. do <laughs> they never do they're hubris this is such a good scene the scene that he's about to have with Helena. Yes. Just with that strap, that strap across him makes him look even five times Nazier. <laughs> I like. I also like in the scene, like he chews her out. And then she looks at Teddy and she sees Teddy's reaction that he was scared and that she put him in danger. And, like, it's a good scene all around. Sorry. You told them everything. Though I do like this with him, too. Like, it shows how smart he is because he's like, no, I'm going to see, make sure they don't dupe me and they're going the right way. Like, this is a good little scene for him, too. This is why well, I like Volker Also, as- by, that, by that same token... Indiana Jones would have been like, don't let him see us heading in this direction. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, it's, it, it works. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's moments of that in every Indiana Jones movie, you know, yeah. you got to keep it moving forward. I was wondering about this. Um, and this is just like a random thing. I don't know. Can like wax do this where it can, do, do we have like wax from thousands of years ago that still has messages in it like this? Cause I feel like it, the ocean would have degraded it. I don't know if, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. know about, I don't know about wax. Wax is basically oil, you know? Yeah. I don't know if, uh, if it would, 
if the ocean would have, could, would have degraded the message, because I don't actually know that. So, hey, anybody who's more scientifically forward than I am, please let me know. Like, if maybe if things. it, like, I would be more worried about stuff just rubbing up against it. And well, it like, was in a box. Yeah, that's true. And, like, algae growing on it, like, I know algae could probably eat wax. There would probably be wax eating. I know there's, like, oil eating algae out there in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I like this moment because it yeah, also she looks like, at India and goes like, yeah, he's going to remember this his entire life is Indiana, you know, Indiana Jones handing, you know, because cool I mean, if you watch young like Indiana ministry. Jones adventures, it's full of, of scenes like this, except Teddy is Indy. <laughs> yeah. Of somebody going, look, look at the Pharaoh. We'll take you down to the Pharaoh's tomb. <laughs> really? I like how Teddy's just constantly it's very it's very real kid acting look always looking behind and seeing what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, we also find out in the next scene that he's very suspicious of Indy calling the shots too. It's almost like they used that same over the shoulder of Indiana Jones there's the same amount of time there's like a rhythm with with the shots over his shoulder and then Teddy turning his head like three times in a row it's 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 fun watching the movies with the sound off you know because you notice things like that here we are in syracuse that should that should remind us of the the beginning of the movie (coughs) pardon me good one one. at least you're making it sound comical That's just actually how it goes. <laughs> I didn't embellish that at all. That's just how I got to clear it out. Sorry. <laughs> I wish this little shit had some sort of comeuppance. Like, I'm glad Teddy stole from him. But, like, I don't no, know. But, but Teddy's also looking at them going, they have no idea what I've just, you know, what my life is. You know, that's the thing is Teddy's starting to realize... Yeah, okay, whatever. Look at those little softies. <laughs> but I like it. I like this scene too because he's like, he sees that she's not in control. She knows she's not in control, but she's not going to play it off. But at this point, at this point, Indiana Jones is, is back in indie, full indie mode and they are relegated to his sidekicks. <laughs> and, and, you know, in in a good way because they they are out they are out of their league and even you know and it's and it's the brain in the ADO well it's not only the brain it's it's, it's the the, they need Indiana Jones they need Indiana Jones and he is forced to be Indiana Jones. Yeah, see he. He gets a wallet. No, yeah, I know. But I wish, like, I don't know, like, a bird pooped on his head or something. <laughs> he just wanted to keep going. Oh! Oh! Yeah, he... I just realized something. That also is setting up the finale. Because um, in the finale scene, they were talking about how the Romans thought the plane was a dragon. 
And yeah. that was just a puppet show of Romans fighting a dragon. Of the, of the, of the plane flying down. Yeah. Oh, I miss that. The things you miss when you watch on 1.3 speed. Again, I only had so much time on Christmas Day to watch this movie. <laughs> Don't judge me. Which is why I'm enjoying it now. And you know what? There are things you don't always see on a first watch. So that's what second no, watch is th for. This one definitely improves with each subsequent viewing. Like, mm -hmm. like significantly. Because I was a little underwhelmed with the, the movie. The movie had some... The, the movie had some really nice sound moments in it to be that were great being in a theater. And it's great to see the stuff on the big screen. But I was like, yeah, that was okay. And then when I watch it again, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, you know, I mean, this this has had, had, you know, maybe unlike, you know, like the last couple Star Wars movies, this had the, the time and effort put into it, you know, to, to flesh out all the stuff around it you know to add that extra layer and it's a shame that people are just sort of dismissing it as like oh old harrison ford and and you know i mean that noise like five ten twenty years after you know i'm old enough now where i saw movies that i loved as a kid that like critics hated and nobody cared about and now are considered you know classics I mean, I, I and both of us have lived through to where the prequel movies were laughing stocks to where people are just like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> they're awesome. The, the prequel movies are, you know, they're not completely there, but it's it's really and it's the smallest generation. It's really only Generation X that really has a has a hate on against the, the prequel movies. And then, then again, it's only a proportion of generation x so i don't know i have this guy i went to high school with and when i said that i like dial destiny he was like those are fighting words and i was like but this okay. is also the same guy who was also just what? have us like really drunk so a lot of the kool-aid and so i was just like i literally, literally have no investment with anything you said it's just sort of like really you would you would like to fight over that <laughs> <laughs> okay, dude. Like well, I how, have, I have too much. In are you my okay? Life. Are you okay, man? That's what you would say. Are you okay? <laughs> you can see it. It's on my Facebook. <laughs> um, I mean, he did follow I up mean, with like people are allowed to like I mean, what they people like. Are, I mean, I'm I'm totally down with people hating the movie if they they hate the movie. But that like I you know, I mean, there's a lot of people where you know you can't read people's minds, but by the same token, you can't fucking fool me. I know that you're just looking for something, you know, you're just looking for it or it's already seething in your head before you go into the movie. And then all of a sudden you see that all this stuff, because that's what your brain is. And you're, and you're ruining you're you're ruining your movie going experience. And, and that's the thing that. is like, because of this, like whole, like a, like toxic, toxic nostalgia train that people are on. And also the way like we have like monetized hate on YouTube. And so I shouldn't say we, they have monetized hate on YouTube and stuff like that. People went into this movie already wanting to hate it. Yeah. No, already people were, it. people were, people needed the, like the hit. There hasn't been so, something for them to, to hate on for a while and they and it's like, it's like to, it has it's it like has one thing all... to have like 
biases, but like also having an open mind. Like I was forced to see that goddamn shitty, shitty ass Hunger Games prequel movie on Thanksgiving because my mom and my sister wanted to see it. And from the premise, I never wanted to see this movie because it's about how the dictator is an Ulu boy and how he became a dictator. And I'm like, this is just glorifying fascism. Like, why the fuck are we doing this? Why is he the Ulu boy? And so, like, I never had any urge to see it. But I am a good sister. And my sister wanted to see it. And I was like, okay, I will see it. And and you never know. You never know. And, yeah, I still went in with that bias. And guess what? The movie sucked, not because I have a bad bias, because it was a poorly made movie. <laughs> and there were like parts that I did really like about it, but overall, it was poorly made because it's broken into three parts, and it's really two movies put into one. And the climax of the movie comes in part two, and there's still an hour left of a completely different movie that shouldn't be here. But it wasn't because of the bias. It was because it was a poorly made movie. Listen, I was then stuck in a goddamn car for 30 minutes with my mom and my sister telling me I was wrong. Because it was Black Friday at the Mall of fucking Georgia. And there's traffic everywhere. And they were just trying to get me to my car so I could go the fuck home. (laughs) And they then took the next 30 minutes of me being trapped in a small space with them. I'm sorry, this was an experience. Me being trapped in a small space with my mother and my sister telling me how wrong I am for me to later find out that my mom had the flu and she was coughing in the car. (laughs) Like, it was a thing. Anyway, long and short of it, yes, bias can affect how we see movies because I did not want to see that movie. I know urge to see that movie. Even going in the movie, I was laughing at parts because it was just like, oh my God, this is just glorifying the fuck out of fascism. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I I say this from experience. I've gone into movies with an attitude or in a bad mood or whatever. This scene, this scene hits a few of the nostalgia buttons in a way I don't like that. One way that I do like is, you know, she's telling the story of meeting him and it's almost exactly like his story of meeting Short Round of him telling Willie about how he met Short Round. Mm -hmm. But this sequence here with the bugs... you need the gross-out sequence in an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, but the, but the, these... I mean, we've already established that Indy is nonplussed by bugs crawling all over the place. Because, I mean, we've seen... We, we've seen in Crystal Skull and in Temple of Doom him just sort of just like... He just, stro- just strolls through them and is like, you know, eh, a few bugs, you know. And... I mean, that... I didn't think it was like him not being nonplussed, though I will say, but, like, but, you know, I would want bugs on me too. That but that scene isn't shot or presented in an especially they're sort of they're just sort of It almost of feels like it has to be the, there. Like, huh? Yeah. Just, they're going like, through the like getting getting through the temple and uh it's it's just a little bit like I like this puzzle. This is a cool puzzle. I, I do enjoy this puzzle. Um, anyway. Here's, I just here's have... another thing is you can't smell methane. I don't think methane he smells is... it. I think he just sees it and has put together it as methane. Or can't maybe I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's propane you can't smell. And propane accessories. <laughs> yeah, they have to They have to put stinky stuff in propane so that people can will smell it at their house or else it would be like... 
Yeah. You would never be able to tell a... So, um... One last thing about the shitty Hunger Games movie. There is one moment where he's all sad, and I don't... I might be spoiling this for somebody. I'm sorry if I'm about to spoil the new Hunger Games movie for you. There's a part where one of his friends dies, and he's just like, I'm so sorry. But the reason the friend died is because he recorded the message to rat him out and then put the bird inside the box to mail to the Capitol to, to, like, to rat his friend out. And I'm just like... <sighs> it's a badly... It's a poorly I've never movie, seen but- any of the Hunger Games... I'm, the first, well, I'm, the first one I actually really like, and 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 a lot of it is I, I'm not a big fan of dystopian stuff in general. Like it's just not my favorite. But see, the first I am. One, the first one I do like because it's actually a really well made movie, and like it understands like the use of like pauses and silences and stuff like that. And then after that, it kind of goes off the rails. And yeah, yeah. but like they, I, I would I would at least heavily suggest the first movie. It is really well made, and I really enjoy it. But this, okay. like this, this little prequel sucks. Anyway, I love, I love this aspect of, I, I, I love this, this stuff coming, coming up with this where they change, where, where it's, it's Teddy versus the <laughs> big guy, and he just this, dead ass murders him. Hell I fucking, yeah, Teddy! I love, I love it. Dead ass murder, Indiana Jones. Dead ass murder. Every the child, other child, dead ass murders him. Everybody, everybody, everybody's a dead ass murderer in in Indiana Jones. Is that's how you gotta. That's that's how you gotta play it. Look, I mean, like, like this kid's like. I, you know, I'll take you down in the water for once he has the keys. Like, okay, now I I can at least have a plan. I'm gonna haul this guy down in the water, and murder him, because you know why? He's a wannabe Nazi, and he is going to murder me eventually. So fuck you, fuck you, dude, fuck you, big guy. I love it. Fuck I love Nazi. The big guy always comes to the worst possible end. In in the movie, you know, he gets eaten by ants. He gets he gets pulled under a rolling roller. He gets he gets a a propeller to the spinal column. It's I love it. I I love that scene in the movie. I was just like, yes, this is this is pure. You know, I'm glad that Indiana Jones has not lost his edge, (laughs) its edge, or whatever you want to say. Of course, it hasn't lost its edge. It opens with a warning about tobacco use. Yeah, yeah. Which I haven't really even noticed. I know there's where people smoke it, smoke it in here, but I don't know. I guess I'm an ex-smoker too. So, it, it, I mean, people are starting in the 30s, starting in the 20s, 10s. People were just smoking like through the 70s, into the 80s. There was not much of a taboo of on smoking at the eighties and in the nineties. It was still restaurants still had smoking sections. You want to know I, the I silly? I haven't been in a smoking section in a restaurant in. It has. It's it's a lot. Twenty years. Twenty. You want to know the to... one thing that I'm actually surprised that Disney didn't make them do during the later motorcycle scene? I'm surprised they didn't make Teddy wear a helmet in the scene. Hmm. By this time, you know, 
I mean, I know, but I feel like that was a Disney thing because Disney does stupid things. Like that would be the that would be the thing that I'd be like, "Oh, Teddy needs a helmet because <laughs> he's we a child." Since I found out about what's going on with Boxcar Willie on New Year's Eve in a, in, a, in a few days, I'm sorry. What is the context of the story? Mickey Mouse goes public domain on New Year's Eve. On New Year's, <gasps> on New Year's Day, on New Year's it, Day, at isn't least. it? Just it, it, the Boxcar Willie version. Oh, Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Boxcar Willie. <laughs> I was like, I was like, That's I right, was Mickey like, Mickey Mouse's Boxcar Willie sold more records than Elvis and the Beatles. But Wait, um, though, yeah. When did this public public domain be? It's um. No, it would be the year, not the date it was published, wouldn't it? it it's I can't remember how many years it is now. It's like seventy some now. It used to be fifteen, and Disney to protect Disney to Mickey Disney. Mouse. Disney oh, essentially, has what we're saying, everybody, is people. The reason we have copyright laws is because of Steamboat Willie, and it's yeah, it's coming up on the its wild, public. wild defies reality version of it. You know why Disney? You know why Disney is why Mickey Mouse goes Mickey Mouse goes public domain next year, and that also means. As every year goes by, different versions of Mickey Mouse become open to the public to use in any way they want to make money off of. And now that Disney is such a huge corporation, they crunched their numbers. And Mickey Mouse, as a character, is responsible for such a small amount of what the Disney conglomerate makes in their stuff as a matter of fact like like a lot of like the the park stuff you know the the classic disney stuff doesn't it's it 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 makes god awful amounts of money but it's chicken feed compared to what they make and all their other ventures and they're and they disney is now officially transformed into a pure stock market payoff you know stockholder stockholder payoff and when the money crunchers crunched the numbers on mickey mouse they were like yeah it's not worth it to to pay the lobbying money and stuff to keep changing the law mm-hmm. and the, the amount of work and effort into it so eh, let it go let it go we'll still make money off mickey mouse and so they're basically it was actually like almost a matter of principle you know it was it, it had fi- a, a, a huge financial attachment to it but it was like disney was like we must not let go of our our you know our mascot ever you know and i can understand that impulse so just by the like the iconicness and and now we're now we're getting shades of to bring it back to the actual movie we're watching we're getting shades of uh you know the the um um what should we call it the uh uh last crusade when his dad got shot oh yeah and uh and that and i was like let's you know let's see how the because i was like okay they're gonna kill him off in this movie you know i actually and I, and I was thinking to myself well 
it's also they, they these things follow a formula and now that it's shading with his father he might make it through but i was like harrison ford also likes to like you know this would be his way of <laughs> ending the indiana jones thing is like you know i finally get to go out when indiana jones dies so it's always been me <laughs> i so, i um what I actually thought was happening when he got shot, because we know that it's all about time traveling, that something would magically, like, his body would heal in the time rift, and he would come out young again or something, or, like, go back in time, like, ten minutes. Or they to, would like, go back, and they would, they would, they would conk the guy before he shoots Indy. Or even just, he would just heal from the time rift or something, like, just, you know, it de-ages everybody, like, twenty minutes or something. Well, I mean, that wouldn't, I mean, if it was going to de-age you, it would probably de-age you well, <laughs> like, like you know, 700 years or whatever it is. To Yeah, yeah. That was just what I was thinking of... when I saw him get shot. I'm like, all right, well, if they're going to a time rift, something in the time rift's going to heal his wounds and he's not going to die or whatever. Yeah, this was the part where I thought Disney would be like, oh, no, he doesn't have a helmet. The child is unsafe. Yeah, no, this child just murdered a man. <laughs> We're fine. He'll be all right. I do like this reveal with Voller. I think this is a really neat reveal. That he's even more Nazier than Hitler. I also like the reveal of how the dial actually works. Yes, I, I like that. But it also... It also opens up another awkward thing coming up here when he goes... Continental Drift! Didn't take account into Continental Drift. But you I know, like you that. Got the, you got the coordinates wrong. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. It was a one-way. It was it was made to bring you there. It was made to do nothing but open up a time rift, or to to show you to a time rift that takes you to Archimedes, because that's what he wanted to do. You know that, that and they oh, figure okay. that out. Maybe remember remember when Helena doing the card trick and saying force in the hand and. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Force, force the choice you, where you think you're making a choice, but you, it's the the outcome is then maybe be this and... then maybe he was saying continental drift because he was like trying to get them to turn around at the last minute when they would be like, oh god, yeah, we are wrong. We don't know where we're going. Like maybe yeah, that's the last I... gambit move to be like trying to get them to turn around of just like, oh, we are wrong. Maybe we should rethink. But. By that yeah. time, they're like five feet from the hole. So, you know, when there's yeah, a by hole that time, in it's, it's you, you just moot. gotta you put might it as in. well fly through it. Yeah, you might as well fly through it. It's yeah. not like you're making it. We're just going to propel into that hole, that big old time hole. <coughs> you know, something's got to fill the hole. Why not? Why not Indiana Jones? He's, you know, he's a man who has filled many of a hole. He's <laughs> spent his life filling holes like. Wait, like who? digging holes and like jumping into holes and he slept with Matahari. That's true. As a as a teenager in Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. 
I do like the fact that he makes sure he has his hat. <laughs> yeah, that part well, made yeah. me laugh. Where the Nazi could have just left his hat, and he was just could have been like my hat or whatever. But no, the Nazi is like, make sure you have your your hat, Mister Jones. See, I I don't understand. I mean. She obviously is like, I'm going to take action on this plane. But, like, it seems like, it seems like, well, I mean, it, like, I almost wonder why she didn't, like, why don't we follow in the plane and we'll, fo you know, follow. Because she's like, what, a, you know, Teddy, follow me while I possibly bring this plane down with me and Jones in it, you know, or whatever. Plot. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, Disney just gave up. It's not worth it for them to, to save Mickey Mouse. So Mickey Mouse is is going to go into the hands of the public and probably just probably the same people who made that Winnie the Pooh movie are gonna make a murdering Mickey Mouse murdering Hell yeah. uh, oh. Steamboat Willie. Oh no, oh no, oh first. no, oh no, oh no, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was trying what to clear happened? out this. I was trying to clear out the. Uh, I was looking up Steamboat Willie, and I accidentally hit my Duo and Lingo notification. So it was like, let's start a Japanese lesson, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. Gonna do Japanese with hope. Kinsan matashita. Anyway, I'm gonna close this. Yeah, Duo Lingo, not right now, Owl. Yes, in session. Yeah, I hit the wrong notification. I was just trying to clear out the steamboat willy. Anywho, yeah, the, see, the reason wonder, that they're like, in two separate planes is because plot. See, I, I wonder if, like, you were put in a time machine from the 80s and watched this movie with all the... If you would, like... If you would be like, there's something wrong with this, or you would be like, these are the greatest. This is the this is the greatest stunt scene I've ever seen. You know, I wonder if the like CGI ness of this would, you know, because you couldn't composite something like this off a blue screen in those days with rain like that, not and have it look this clear. And yeah, it's obviously like not happening in it's not a real stunt that might be that part might be a real you know there might be elements that are real stunts but if you just pulled someone in the 80s they'd probably be just like this is amazing how did they, they, how be, they get they, cameras there and do that you know because they've never seen anything like this before yeah except for maybe I think, the closest i wonder the closest if it's they probably just, saw would be like animation it's yeah yeah that's they'll go that's the best animation i ever saw but like Yeah, like, I mean, like, I think, think we would be well like beyond the uncanny. We would be well beyond the uncanny valley if we didn't know that of the existence of CGI. Yeah, because I like, think about like um, also something like um, like Star Trek, you know, which was almost I was like almost entirely like practical effects. Oh, by the way, everybody, fuck Chris. Because Hope's been watching some Star Trek. I finally watched a Star Trek, and I am enjoying the Star Trek. And I come to find out it's a Star Trek, and I was so proud. Like I, I, I talked to Chris, and I was like, Chris, 
I watched a Star Trek. Aren't you proud of me? And it turns out it's the Star Trek he fucking hates. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Ah! I, I, it just was not. It was not my cup of tea. But I'm gonna actually give it another chance because I heard that it 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 doesn't stay Family Guy style or it it keeps doing the jokes, but it. I, it it starts. It seconds. has a. It has a story. It has. It, it. It. It sort of sounds a little bit like um, the um, oh what what, what the Orville. We're talking, it's... we're talking about uh, Lower Decks. I start. I watch. I started watching yeah. Star Trek's Lower Decks, and I'm really enjoying it. And it turns out it's the one that Chris doesn't like, and hope finally got to I, watch I'm, Star Trek. <laughs> well, I, I. I would like you to watch the other animated one, which I can't remember the name of it. Um. From this, from this point See, out in the movie, Indiana, when they fly into the giant butthole, into the glowing butthole, I told you, Indy's like, good at filling holes. What that? What from this point on, I just love, I love, I love this ending. Every, every, everything about. This is what I was every, saying. Like Act Three just goes. It just this, fucking goes. The the. This scene has some really cheesy stuff in it that I should hate. This whole sequence from here, to, to, you know, before it, it resolves, has some really cheesy stuff and cheesy plot stuff that I shouldn't like. I love it. I love it. I love the way this play. It's just like Crystal Skull. I love that it just goes fucking. Oh, let's spray bat shit everywhere. Let's let's just fucking go for it. And See, this, this is where I was saying, like, I think him yelling, like, continental drift. I just love that this guy is here. Yeah. There's just a guy. <laughs> like, I, this, I, I had half a mind where I was like, this is kind of where I wish Antonio Banderas was still alive to, like, be the place of the guy. But I also just love that it's... A guy. That guy doesn't, and the guy serves no purpose. He's just there, and it's he great. He was sleeping there. in the back of his plane because that's what he does. He he was probably drunk. He's he seems to be kind of hungover and like. But it was also like you know he was just sleeping there. It was probably his house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he woke up. Yeah, yeah. This actually, that's very much what happened to me six months ago. <laughs> You wake up and it's like, Mrow! what's good? What? <laughs> yeah, the only, I, but I just, it's one of those like little things of this movie. I just like that there is a guy who just is along for the ride seeing history and you know, yeah, he's going to be yeah, yeah. like, okay. <laughs> he doesn't have to be, I, I, I just love every, everything about this. It's, I love the way it looks. I love the. I love that it's in bright, clear Mediterranean skies when they come out and everything, everything happens. A lot of stuff in this movie has happened in in night, in the rain, enshrouded in fog. Not this part. Full underwater, murky water, full sunlight. And like, here, here's the thing is that like... I how, love do they, the how do they how do they know where they where they are or whether they traveled in time yet? They're just like we came out. Well, they they knew they were going in around Sicily, so they were like comparing like oh. you know the 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 mountains and the the, the, the terrain. Yeah. But I, I love this reveal because at first you could you might think that those are German ships. You know, this is World War II ship battles, um, and then you start seeing the sails. And you then start I see the colors and, and like, I love yeah, this reveal. And 
Yeah. Yeah. The 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 slow reveal. Well, the, what I love about this also is like at this point, Indy's like, I got a bullet in me. He's just like, I'm gonna drink. That this is what I've lived my entire life for. I'm gonna just. No, you know, I I think he probably like he obviously he doesn't care if he dies after this. He's he's looking at. He's looking at real history and just like, I love it. It's the the end of the the final movie is really just like a nerding out moment. He gets there to is, nerd out. Yes, and there is one though we are coming up to the one other big gripe I have the movie about the movie. The Archimedes is out of Mel Brooks' History of the World Part One. I love no, that though. No, 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 it's not that. We're we're coming up on it, and I will say this big gripe that I have. I am on the fence about because there are parts of it I also like and dislike at the same time. So like, like we are. I'm on the fence about this gripe too, but I, I will I will get there when we get there. And I also just love that Nazis get harpooned, especially that guy. I love that that he. I just he's like he not only like a harpoon, I can cut my I can cut my my ropes, but he's also like. He's also like, look at that harpoon. He's like look, checking it out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh, they look a little different when they're brand new. I I also adore that um, the the other like Nazi lackey guy just starts freaking the fuck out and just shooting everything, just like ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the funny thing is the Nazis are like, let's just we're fighting. <laughs> well, I guess these guys, I guess they're sort of like, well, these guys do go like, oh, it's a dragon, let's start shooting at him. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I um, but that's the thing. That's the thing. That's uh, the thing I missed was the marionette thing was being set up. I, I do. Oh, Star Trek Prodigy. That's the one I want you to check out. Yeah. That's 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 the one for it's for <laughs> younger kids, and it's it starts out being a Clone Wars copy, and then gets very Star Trekky. I love this. Just dropping some Nazis, dropping some Nazis off at the pool. I love watching Voler just have a mental fucking breakdown. Yeah, good for you. I hope you have a. I hope you have a headache this time. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good line. Sorry, pal. You're a Nazi. <laughs> Sorry, pal. It's this is the only movie where they don't give the guy. He, I mean, he does get a dramatic death, but he doesn't get an on dramatic on-screen death. You know. Yeah. You don't get to see him get completely destroyed like that. Like, I, I like watching him mentally destroying himself. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. No, we get. Yeah, we see him destroyed just like, like yeah, mentally and spiritually. <laughs> if the real Harrison Ford did this. It would just like probably pull every bone out of his socket if he ever were parachuting with another person. 
Another, another, another haircut gone to hell. Hell yeah. He's still got his old Nazi haircut. That's the only haircut that went to hell in this. In the in, after we got out of the the back into the like '69. <laughs> I bet even the I bet even these guys have like solid haircuts. Look at his; it's just gone to yeah. hell. I do. Well, I don't know. I kind of like how he's like mentally destroying himself. Yeah. Yeah. And how they both yeah. kind of look well, at each other. Like his whole life, he's he's a super genius scientist, you know, and now he's like he's dying a dummy death. <laughs> yeah, dumb dumb death. I like this guy's just trying to process what the hell's going on <laughs> through the gap. You you know, he's probably like, I am hungover. I could be on more drugs. I, this is the worst trip of my life. Oh. But I, I do like the reveal about Archimedes that he built this thing to stop the Romans and it was the only thing that he could that it was always the only place that he could and I like that about him. I, I like this reveal that it can only do one thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was just like if you build it they will come. The only thing I kind of wish they did slightly is give us a close-up earlier on uh, Voler's watch to come to this point, which is... Because they pulled the watch also out of the tomb, and then seeing this watch a third time, like how he got the watch, I wish we had that first time, because we see the watch in the tomb, and we see him take the watch here, but I wish we had like one close-up of the watch earlier in the movie to kind of like... When we get to the tomb, you're just like, wait... <laughs> Like, that's Voller's Watch or something. Alright. I'm going to talk about my other gripe here. I am on the fence about how I feel about Helena taking away Indy's autonomy of making his choice. And I understand her reasoning, because him staying causes time paradoxes, but I kind of wish this was handled in a way where she convinced him to come back because of his love of history that oh i don't it... I, wait I wait, think... wait I'm, gonna, I'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish um by like you know letting him like convincing him to come back to help save history because if he causes time paradoxes he ruins the only thing that he loves left and that he thinks is the only thing that's left and then they get home and he wakes up and there is marion and there is solid but i i really I wish they handled this differently because she just fucking punches him and takes the choice away from him. And I don't like that choice. And because uh, well, it takes away Indy's final choice of being able to make this massive decision on his own. And, but I'm also kind of on the fence because he's ready to die here. And no, so he's I, ready I to get, make the wrong choice. I don't think I, she cares at all about the, I don't think she cares at all about the, the, time paradoxes or even is sure that that would that would happen because you know we're, we're seeing right now that you almost can't have a time paradox 
because like everything is just sort of going the way it's supposed to be. The watch is the watch is supposed to be there. The the watch was there all along, mm-hmm. you know. So 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 we're seeing that this is actually sort of like fulfilling stuff by him being here. Mm-hmm. But I think she just was trying to convince him because I think she also knows that he's a super nerd. He's shot. He's depressed, but he's still he still has a wife, you know, and still has a, a life back there. And she knows, you know, and, and that's also, like, I wish also like, she there's, was able, I wish she was like, able to like convince him of that, though, you know, instead of just like punching him and yeah, taking it away. Does that make sense? A lot of things are solved by punches in Indiana Jones movies, and, and, like, and I, it's and it's, I know it's that. an irony. It's an irony here that you know that. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of lines crossed on personal. I mean, there's the whole thing with where he like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he finds Marion and he's just like, well, we just got to put this right back on you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I got to leave you tied up here, you know, and puts it puts the you know, puts it back on her mouth, you know. Yeah, it's it was it was people that 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 was not how people comported themselves <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> in I, the, and I, in those days and helena's not a she's a great character <laughs> and i get that i i understand all that from an indiana jones perspective but i feel like in the final movie this should have been a choice that he made you know that like yeah. like oh, he chose yeah, like he's looking at everything he worked his entire life for and he has to choose to walk away to protect it so he doesn't risk hurting it you know like that to me feels like it would be such a powerful choice to me and other than her just taking it away from him and just making it happen he's a stubborn but but I also understand why and how she's doing it, and I understand his thinking and his reasoning, which is why I'm on the fence about how I feel about this, because, like, I'm, like, 70-30 here. Like, I mostly hate it, but I also see and understand the process behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I always... This is how I think about movies. If it's well-written, that's what happened. She punched him out, and it might have been actually the wrong thing to do, but... He, he maybe he had to make the right decision, but he probably wasn't going to make the right decision. And he was mm-hmm. probably just like, I'm going to die in 10 minutes. I want to die here hanging out with Archimedes. That's, uh, it, you know, I have nothing waiting for me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and thinking that this is kind of would be a fitting end. And he wasn't, and he's stubborn. He was not going to make that decision and she made it for him, but like she made the right decision for him. And he obviously is, is very happy about how things turned out. So, oh my gosh, I just realized something. I just realized something. He got the MacGuffin. He gets the MacGuffin in the end. He never gets the MacGuffin at the end. Yeah. He got the MacGuffin. Here's another thing about he the MacGuffin. He got both MacGuffins technically, because that's the fake MacGuffin from the first time. He technically got both MacGuffins for once. Oh my god! He can, and you know, it re- you know what that says. He can go back there. Well, he has to wait for the certain date for the time rift to open. Yeah, but he could he could find out where where a time rift is opened, and then, not if it opens then, like forty years from now, that's not gonna work. Yeah, well, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. But like, yeah. 
Oh my god, he got the MacGuffin. I don't... I love... Uh, I also love watching set decoration. And There's this stuff... There's a coffee pot on the table. That coffee pot is... That coffee pot's more 50s than it is 70s, but... That makes sense. Indiana though. Jones would probably have more things from the 50s hanging around him. I have shit from his, like, his apartment I, wouldn't be a modern. We have appliances that are like my age here. I get that. I, I feel that. I'm I'm living in a house right now. All our furniture that came with the house and a lot of the a lot of the appliances, except for like the refrigerator and the stovetop, are like from 1957. Marian, and it's better made. It's better made than any fucking Oh, it's, ru- it's running like a top and it's like yeah. in, like I I remember like I've moved into many houses and apartments and been like you know seeing how stuff wears and tears in just like Our, 5 years in a place like that and this place is like so, I mean obviously it was taken care of but like the stuff is sturdy and it was made it, to last it was, and it, it was made lasted. to last and that's the thing that's that's the change now like there's a reason um that Nokia phones from the 90s still work and Apple's break down every 6 months they are made to break I've lived here in my house currently for about uh, 12 years now and we have two washing machines one was here when the house was built and it's older. It's older than I. It's like my age. The other one, it, it has been replaced twice <laughs> because it's new and it sucks. Like old yeah. stuff is made to last. Like I, I looked up our oven. Our oven came out the year that this house was built. <laughs> and we have another stove down in the basement that's the same, same, same deal. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. You know, I was looking at our garbage disposal and i'm like trudy i think this garbage disposal is from look at the 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 font on this this is made in you know i just want to say we have a 1957 barca lounger in the basement i do love the fact that marion and sala are also in this scene and it's a nice mix of all the classic characters and the new characters as well to show indy that he does have things to live for it's his family now this is the family he's got left yeah, I know, and I love Marion. I always love Marion. Any movie with Marion's a okay with me. Well, I and I, I know... love the little callback with the elbow, the elbow, Chris, the fucking elbow. Why can't I write romance like this? I love her. Yeah. Ooh, Screamy Hope yeah, is coming you're... out. We need more water. I just love Marion. Well, you know, um, I'm trying. I, I, I'm trying to think of the. Why can't I remember the name of the scriptwriter of on Empire Strikes Back? Mm. My brain is. If you hadn't have, okay, hold on. That's well, what also, Google is for. My brain keeps Empire. saying Irving Kirshner, and it's not Irving Kirshner. It's uh, Strikes Back screen screenwriter. Lee Brackett, Irvin Kirshner, nope. Mark uh, Hamill. No. Nope. Uh, George Lucas. <laughs> Good writer, screwbars. Uh, story by uh, Lee Brackett and Laura Kasdan. Kasdan. Kasdan wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, too. 
So Raiders of the Lost Ark had the, those the romance scenes with Marion that everybody quotes forever, and Empire Strikes Back had the whole stuff with Han Solo and Princess Leia, and I love you, and I know which is one of the one of the great. That wasn't in the script though. That was an improv. Um, oh, that's true. That's that true. was something that uh, Harrison Ford came off that actually in turn pissed off. I I also have a thing of like, you know, not going into the sunset here. Um, but like it actually ended up pissing off Carrie Fisher because she was like, I don't mind if you change the script. I just want to be in the middle of like the decision making. <laughs> oh, and that was Dial Destiny. Ooh, boy. It's long. Yeah, it's a. It, it could be. It could have been shorter. Even a half yeah, hour shorter. The the, the 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 yeah by a half hour for sure, but the ending. I mean, then it gets that, to that ending is. That, I yeah. just love it. I love it. So it's official, goofy. It's goofy as hell, and I love it. I actually. Okay, Sorry. official rankings. Official rankings. Okay. What is your now official? ranking for indiana jones movies all right i've i've seen your ranking on facebook so we're gonna run into some com- controversy here that's fine that's fine um, because um i i want to before we get into my ranking as well i just want to say if we were saying what is the best made movie indiana jones movies my ranking is completely different because best made and enjoy my personal enjoyment are not the same list I, I, I put mine on personal enjoyment. So you start. On, I... on, on, on if I was going to pull up an Indiana Jones movie to watch. Right now it's going to be this one because it's the new one. So I'm still like feeling it out. And I still enjoy picking new stuff out of it. But, you know, just in general. I mean, number one. And, and a lot of this has to do with my age. Although, like, I should have a different ranking because... but. But Raider, it's just like my favorite Star Wars film is Star Wars, because like I like I remember I remember seeing Raiders in the theater twice. I I like have two. I have the first time I watched it, and then the second time we watched it in a different old timey theater with a with a lar- bigger crowd full of kids that were both like I'll remember those movie experiences forever. And like the original Raiders was in the shot, the new of it, newness of it, so. Original Raiders number one. Number two is um, Last Crusade. Um, number three would be Crystal Skull. Number four would be Temple of Doom and Dial of Destiny at the bottom. Crystal Skull is your third. Ooh. Yeah. So, now, and, when, and, when you and say and this that, is Dial... this is my probably my least favorite Indiana Jones movie. But when you but say that doesn't least really favorite... mean anything. Yeah, because I like, love watching it, and and I and like it may it may bop around. I had way more fun watching Crystal Skull than watching than watching this movie. Like um, Temple, I thought about making Temple number two because that was another one I watched young, and I was like crazy for it and stuff. But over the years, I still love watching it. But it's I like there's a lot of the seams show through on it. And just a, as a as a movie that I would enjoy now, that yeah, that would be my ranking. I I think this lands on the bottom strictly because because it has 
probably about the same number of weaknesses. Like all the movies had little parts in it. Raiders is about nearly perfect, but all the other movies had little parts that didn't work or were a little cheesy or a little goofy and stuff. And I think this one had the same proportion of that. I just had way more fun watching. I was in the theater watching Crystal Skull, just like, wee, yes, whoop, whoop, way, so let's wait, go. So from what I'm hearing, like, Dial of Destiny is good, but to you, the other ones are better. Yeah, like, and I think like, it's, it's, I it's, think a, it's, it's a, without it's a, Spielberg it's at good, the helm. Yeah, it's a good I, baseline. And then I everything goes up Spielberg there. I think if Spielberg had directed this, it might have been, it might have ranked higher because, like, like I, the story elements and like the the casting, the casting in this is um just f- it's chock full of great characters and great cam little you know not cameos based on a celebrity but just like little you know characters and the people on the sideline. It's full of great stuff like that and it's full of like sort of using the time period and stuff to a good effect without overdoing it. But I. It, yeah, there's there's something missing without Spielberg at the helm and Lucas to to set up the 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 action set pieces. It's mm. it's just it's just not that the action set pieces are good and they they get the job done. That they're, they're not as that they just don't have that that effect. But yeah. that's that's mine. Let's um, hear yours. Oh, I know. Although I don't have it memorized, but I remember like <laughs> I remember the the beginning and the middle. I remember it's it's a strange one. It's going to be a strange one for people. So it is. It is. And again, when I'm saying it's like my personal favorite versus best makes, those are not the same list. Um, so my number one was Last Crusade. Uh, and also keep in mind that I only that's just a lot watched- of people's number one. That's that's the most normal thing about your list. Yeah, and I will say, keep in mind that I watched them all for the first time last year. I did not grow up with these movies. Right. So I do not have a nostalgia factor. But I will say I do have, like, a recently on my mind factor, because which is why I think I put Dial of Destiny number two. I think that one is subject to change because I just yeah. watched it and I hadn't watched any of the other ones in a year. So it's very fresh in my mind. Um, but I really enjoy Dial of Destiny. I think... Like it is, you're right. It is a little long, but I think it has enough callbacks. But it's doing enough of a transformative work to like be to be like, yes, we are building on what the house that Spielberg made. Yeah, but we're transforming it enough to keep it fresh and keep it new. And I also just really dig Helena as this character of essentially playing Temple of Doom Andy because. I do not like Temple of Doom. And the fact that they pretty much put a car- Temple of Doom indie in this movie and she works and I like her is really well done. And so, like, Dial of Destiny right now is my number two. But it's also, keep in mind, very fresh in my brain. Because I was torn between putting it number two or number three because I have Raiders of the Lost Ark at number three. And I will say, Raiders of the, Lo- Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best made of all of them. It is the best made one. But I just personally enjoyed Last Crusade and Dial of Destiny more. Um, I just enjoyed watching them more. Well, like, the, the, like really, every, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the only... You're big on characters. And Raiders of the Lost Ark 
There really aren't any character arcs in that. I mean, I, Indy gets from one place to another, and he gets Marion like, back. I wouldn't even say that. If, I think the characters are strong. Like, with him, Marion, him, Marion, oh, and they're Sala. strong. Yeah, but they don't. Him, they don't take really an strong. arc like all the other movies have them take an arc. You know, this yeah. one. You know, the the you know Temple of Doom is him growing up and being self self. You know, learning to be more selfless and you know dealing with his dad and then like loss of his dad and getting a new son and the next. It's all like that was the that was the introduction movie. So he just basically just like. You know, the he get goes from one place to another, so his character goes a place, a place, but he's pretty much the same guy beginning and end, except he's got Marion back with him. But you know, it, it's just sort of like at the end of the movie, it's like, hey, we made it through that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, but that's that's appropriate. But every yeah. every other movie after that has had like like more character development, and uh, he's a little different. He's a little different person at the end of every movie, all the other four movies, and yeah, I think. That's probably gonna appeal to you. Um, and then my number four was Crystal Skull because I don't understand why everybody hates it. It's fun, like like it is. The CGI is at its worst. It's probably to me the 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 worst made of the of the five. I think it's the worst Agreed. made one. Agreed. But I also it has everything. Like it has all the trappings of an Indiana Jones movie. It's all the character beats, all the moments. I really like Mutt. I think Mutt works as a character, and. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed it. And I like if people got mad about aliens, I'm sorry it combats your like I guess Judeo Christian like viewpoint because Jewish ghosts and Latin Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Christian kind of like uh uh what's it called? The Crusade guy, that's fine, but not aliens? Like get the fuck out. Like, why are ghosts okay, but not aliens? Like, it's not any more crazy than what we already had. And if that's I'll, I'll go one further. If that's what I'll, pissed I'll, everybody off and ruins the whole movie, then get the fuck out of here. That bullshit. I'll, I'll say the same. I'll, 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 I'll go you one better and say the same thing. Hmm. Except if you feel that way about the the. If 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 the if the uh, refrigerator was it the deal breaker for you, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so there's a few falls he t- took in Raiders that would have would have just like been like I can't, feel, I can't feel my legs. I I guys I can't feel yeah. my legs. You know so whatever man. Yeah. Whatever bullets are flying through Indiana Jones and stuff. And he he jumps out of a plane in an inflatable raft, and so okay, whatever. He gets in a in a lead lined refrigerator. I thought it was a riot. It's a riot of (laughs) it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous ridiculous in the right way because it's ridiculous in the way an Indiana Jones movie is ridiculous. Yes, and I. I really and it also gave us the return of Marion. I was so happy to see Marion back, to have her in this movie and to be like, "Hi, I'm a fully realized character who is also here with my son and my like my love interest and like well, she's also, fully flushed out and I love her." Also, she she is an actress just sort of 
dropped she was she was in a lot of movies you know she was in starman she was in animal house she was like a comedic actor a dramatic actor she was really going places and i think she had mental health and substance abuse problems and that took her right out of holly i i don't know if if she like suffered from them a long time or just started to and then was like okay i'm done with hollywood but nobody thought they were going to really see her again in movies and it was yeah. just like oh it was good to see her back in and she okay <laughs> you know good, she has such good chemistry with harrison ford yes yes she's yes. such well, good so like if she she's a very right. natural actress she's a really good actress have you ever yeah. seen starman no <laughs> I recently did a lot of a lot of research about um, the Wookiees, the the TV show Ewoks, um, uh-huh. like like the cartoon Ewoks, because I'm I'm doing uh-huh. a series for work about, that's called um, How Animation Has Changed Star Wars, and so when I was researching Ewoks and Droids, there is a canceled episode that never aired called Starman. So when you asked me have I se- have I seen Starman, my answer was going to be no one has seen Starman. It was canceled. <laughs> Uh, also, I, I think t- there was a Japanese like set of movies with someone named Starman too, or I- maybe anime or something too. But yeah, this can, is. Can I tell you the story right fast? Here, here's a tiny story time worth hope. So, um, the Ewoks TV show, right? They had a canceled episode called The Starman, and it was written by Paul Dini, who would later go on to work on Batman the Animated Series and cre- co-create Harley Quinn, right? And he wrote this episode. And ABC was still, like, incredibly strict during this time because we were still in the, like, the dark ages of animation and still under, like, the, like, parental TV codes and FCC and all that bullshit. And the episode of this Ewoks cartoon, you want to know the plot of this? Uh, The plot is an Imperial pilot crash lands on Endor and the Ewoks uh, nurse him back to health. And when the Empire comes looking for their pilots, this pilot has to choose between the Empire or protecting the Ewoks that saved him. It sounds like a Clone Wars episode, doesn't it? ABC would not air this episode, and I shit you not, because it was too Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I could could see that. No, they wanted... They they, they, basically, they wanted... (laughs) They wanted just sort of a Star Wars marketed, um, you know, Smurfs, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. something to that to that effect or Cabbage Patch Kids or something. You know, more, it was it was all about just like selling e- some Ewok dolls for the I mean, that's what cartoons were for in those days, too. So it's really funny because um, Ewoks and droids got caught in the tra- transition between the dark ages of animation and the renaissance of animation. If they came out, maybe like one maybe two years later they probably would have thrived for multiple seasons but they got caught in the transition period anyway my least favorite movie is temple of doom that movie sucks except for short round who is awesome (laughs) i still love that movie yeah i still love that movie it's it's goofy as hell it just did not spark joy other than short round it just i i just i did not have a fun time watching it i just I understood how it got there, and I, I see how and why people like it, and I, I get the nostalgia of it. And it does have fun moments. It's a lot of really fun moments. But I just, 
I don't. Uh, that's it's got second, the most. It's got the most horror el- elements of that any second Indiana Jones. act. Just makes me feel bad. <laughs> just makes me feel bad, and I don't. Yeah, watch it freaked it. everybody out like, <laughs> when it like, came out. The, when that movie like, came it's out, it's very clear that Spielberg and Lucas were going through breakups. <laughs> they were. They were. Yeah, they were working. That some was their shit breakup out, movie. For sure. And the For funny sure. thing is, is they weren't breaking up with each other. <laughs> they were... Well, it, it, when you think about it, they were younger than us when they were making those movies. Oh, it's God. That makes me feel thing. so unachieved in life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that is, uh, you know, if you're comparing yourself to like the literally one in a, the one in a million people who make it to that position. Yes, we are underachievers <laughs> compared I... to. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Yes, we are. We are. We are. We are. We are slackers compared to them. But they're like the cream of the crop of, like you know, the 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 people who act. It's 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 hard to actually get in the position to do grunt work on Star Wars. Much less be the guy who does Star Wars. There's only one, you know. There's only room for a few of those those guys. So yeah, yeah, we are yeah. we are slackers compared to James Cameron. Oh God! Slackers compared to a lot of mid-tier and lower-tier movie filmmakers who've made a million movies. If your criteria is how many movies you made or how much money you made, you mean Zack Snyder? But the criteria is what kind of Hope <laughs> Mullinex <laughs> you are, and you I are the perfect so Hope Mullinex. I wasn't listening. I was laughing because I brought us full circle. What did you say? I I, I, <laughs> I was just like, the, the, your your criteria your criteria is in how many movies you've made and like. That you, that you weren't going through a terrible divorce and making movies that would make them make another rating system just to cover them because you're getting diggity divorced. And so, yeah, but but as far as like Hope Mullinexing goes, you're you're right on top of things. You're uh-huh. you're you're, hope, you're more Hope Mullin. You've out Hope Mullinex, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and everybody else <laughs> except for whatever other hope mullinexes there are out there <laughs> there's got to be one or two right have you ever I, checked if i do any- know this because uh we have one letter difference in our email and i often get her emails ah. including her pri- her private information like her daughter's car insurance information and i well, finally was just I finally had to track her down on Facebook, and I'm like, because the difference of our emails was Gmail versus Ymail. That's the only difference of our emails. And I finally was like, had to find her on Facebook. I'm like, dude, I'm getting your personal information, and if I was a horrible person, I could go to town. <laughs> you need to make sure that these people are doing this right. <laughs> she was very I'm nice a, about I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of three other Chris Honeywells. Yeah. Out there, yeah. two, of them, two of them. Are, like... Two of them are male artists, and the other one is a female veterinarian. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's really nice. She only lives a few hours, actually, away. We found out. Like I drive past her city, going to Megan's house. <laughs> um. Anyway, My, I'm I'm the East Coast Chris Honeywell. The veterinarians in the Midwest. The the graffiti artist, graphic designer is in is in the west coast and the other one who's an industrial photographer is in britain oh cool those are the chris honeywells i know of um on that note 
It's getting late, and I have work in yes. the morning. So we have officially completed Indiana Jones. Huzzah! We did it. And and we'll see you in two weeks with some Andor. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So where can people find you? Oh, shit. You can yeah. find me at twotruefreaks.com. That is our <laughs> podcast website <laughs> where we keep all the podcasts. Brain fog, Hope. Brain oh god, fog. no, I feel you, I know. But but don't worry, that's okay. I you just bump you just bump me onto a onto a auto drive uh, onto a Tesla auto I, drive so I, I can know. just oh, I god, can, I'm sorry. I can take it from here. Wait, all wait, of wait, podcasts. no, those all just got come back. They all just got recalled, Chris. All our podcasts, all our podcasts are on that website. And why won't my window open? Anyway, you can go there. <laughs> or or and see all our stuff, or you can go to Facebook and see my window won't open. It's getting hot in here. Oh no! It's getting hot in here. Oh no! Chris! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just doing a simulation of someone driving in their te- Tesla about to catch fire. And then I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna Come go down. Come back, Chris. You'll be f- no, you'll be fine. Elon made it. You'll be fine. <laughs> 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 and. And you can check us out on Facebook. We got the Two True Freaks Facebook page where we post all our podcasts. We got the Two True Freaks Cantina where we all hang out and Cantina out. And you can also go on to Discord and we and if you go to the page where on TwoTrueFreaks.com where you see this podcast, there will be a link, an oh. invitation, if you will, to Discord, and you can join the Two True Freaks Discord. Where we've got a section for every single Two True Freaks show for you to talk about and see when they come up. Chris, anyway, I, I just had the image of Yoda driving the self-driving car to make people think he's using the Force to drive the car. Oh yeah, no, no, that's what Yoda. <laughs> yeah, you know, he'd just be sitting in the back seat like, if I into a tree. Yeah, I almost feel like that's a dream. I I saw the news story that they recalled all the Teslas, and I'm like, that's just too that's just too random. That didn't happen, but I guess it did. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Anyway, you can also find me. Um, I have. I'm so sorry, y'all. I have not been using our Twitter, but I will. I guess I don't know. But you can also find me at Hope Molinax, and I guess I should use our Twitter more. Um, and I'm also uh, in the Discord really channel. I know. I, I'm watching it die. But um, you can also find me on For Light and Dice, um, which is a tabletop podcast I am on. And I play a character, and we're well into season two. And you don't have to know anything about the High Republic. You don't even have to know anything about Star Wars. Because one of our droid characters has amnesia, and they don't know what they're doing, and they don't even know what a Star Wars is. So, yeah, you don't even have to know what a Star Wars is to listen to For Light and Dice. So if you want to go on a fun adventure with a bunch of characters who love running into trauma headfirst, um, uh, go listen to For Light and Dice. And I'm also um, a writer at Dorkside the Force. I'm actually the site expert there. I'm I got, I'm the site expert there. Wow. I know. Are you the expert on site, or are you an expert on the site? I am the Star Wars site expert. Yes, as it should be. I am. Um, I am also the sole site expert, because my co-site expert as of two you weeks ago... You do have ago, 376 episodes of a Star Wars 
<laughs> right? Under your belt Listen, nothing drives me more mad than telling the same writer repeatedly, please check your Star Wars spelling as he sends me Din J-A-R-N. And I'm like, that is not how Den's last name is spelled, honey. Come on, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, you can find me at Dork Side of the Force. Um, I'm also. I hate it when people get Jar Jar Brinks wrong. You know what I also hate? Canto Bright. I, all those people should get sent to Canto Bright for sure. They have to go to Canto Bright. Maybe. maybe That's the sound Charles, of Charles screaming in the background. Charles can drive us to Canto Bright. Bright, right? Charles to Canto Bright. Isn't it bright? It's so bright at Kinto Bright. Anyway, um, you can also find me at the Geeky Waffle. I am still there. Um, please check out the Geeky Waffle YouTube. That would be great because we are very close to having the watch hours we need to monetize to go watch stuff. Like maybe Yay. like I recently interviewed the composer of Hasbun Hotel. His name is Sam Haft. Actually, Arzu just interviewed um, Omid Ab- Abtahi. And uh, he plays Dr. Pershing in uh, The Mandalorian. And it's a really great interview. I highly recommend it. It's a really good interview. Uh, so go check out that one, too. So Geeky Waffles. Uh, where the fuck else do I work? Oh, I work at Collider. But that's just news. And it's boring. Because who gives a fuck about the news? Oh, no. Don't say that. It's, I mean, that, that is out it's of It's not my... boring when, you, when Hope Molinex does it. I, I will say out of my three jobs, that's the one that's like, this is actually a job. <laughs> The other two, I'm like, I love this job. That one's like, yeah, I'm playing musical chairs for a story. I do this job. (laughs) I do this job, and it it is fun. And by fun, I mean we play musical chairs where there might be one story, and there's five of us typing as fast as we can to see who can hit the enter button first to claim it. I've lost (laughs) stories by matters of seconds because I was checking to see how Gwyneth Paltrow's name was spelled, and I missed a story by three seconds. I can't let simple things like spelling hold you back, Hope. I'm going to bed. It is midnight, and I really have to pee. We love you all. Thank you for joining us for Dial Destiny. Happy New Year. Aren't you glad we're back? Aren't you glad that this mess is back? (laughs) Happy New Year, Chris. Welcome to 2024, the year all the messes come back. Fuck yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of... Two True Freaks.
What do you do for a living, my good lady? I'm a maid, and I take care of a large family. Four boys, three girls, one adult, and one adulteress. Pardon my blooper, a great two-album set from K-Town, the funniest mistakes of radio and television. 